everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fan with the Fanbite con Contest, is what I was going to say. What I meant Hell to say yeah. was podcast. It is a contest. It's just like the circle. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Nobody's going to get that, because that episode doesn't come out for another two I know, days. I just realized that was a very dumb reference. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's, it's fine, because it, this is a contest. I didn't tell any of you here, but we are going to be competing to determine which of us gets to keep a job. Only one of us can stay. Oh Excellent. my god, this is, oh, yeah. this is no, actual no, no. new media it's... in New York right now. <laughs> yeah, no, first prize is a new car, mm -hmm. second prize is a set of steak knives, third prize is you're fired. Right, yeah. Just uh -huh. like in my favorite movie, um, yeah. Doctor mm -hmm. Strange. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Hollywood. Or How Doctor... I Learned to Love the Circle. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. good. Again, no one has heard that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, it's fine. People know it's, the circle, it, probably. Everyone, everyone knows the circle. Right? I don't know uh, what that is. I wasn't on does, that episode. It's okay. I, I feel very excluded knows the right circle, now. Is what I've been told. <laughs> Every, not everyone may know the circle, but everyone, of course, knows uh, social media editor for fanby.com, Nikki Grayson. That's a me, Mario. I did just say your name was Nikki Grayson, so I do apologize for getting oh, it wrong. <laughs> um... Uh, we also have Danielle Riendo. Hi, it's me. Senior editor. I didn't. I didn't put your uh, title in. I, I'm not super consistent about, about that from week it's to all week. Right. There's a lot of no. things I could improve on, honestly. Uh, and then we have features and trending editor Merritt K. Hey, what's up, everyone? You know the fire fades and the lords go without thrones. And uh, when the link of fire is threatened, the bell tolls, unearthing the old lords of Cinder from their graves. You know. <gasps> yeah. I love Game of Thrones. That's from uh -huh. Game of Thrones, yeah. That's from Game of Thrones, yeah. Uh, do, that, you know that show where they ring two bells and you have to fight some gargoyles? Um, oh, yeah. you mean gargoyles? You mean Disney's gargoyles? Uh, okay, so over this weekend, I needed wait, something wait, to put wait. on. Sorry. Are you just segueing into the fact that you watched Disney's gargoyles this weekend? Because that's incredible, if so. <laughs> I'm, I, I do, I don't mean to disappoint. I didn't watch Disney's Gargoyles this weekend. I did, I was looking through the Disney Plus app this weekend and I did go to the Gargoyles section and read the plot synopses of every single episode <laughs> of all three seasons of oh Gargoyles. That's almost as good. Because uh, I wanted to remember, I was curious like where that show wound up because me and my brother watched a lot of Gargoyles as kids. It was like a big show for us. We had the like premiere, the two part premiere thing on VHS. Yeah, yeah um, my friend had that. Oh yeah, it's like that was an era where that would they would just do that pre DVD box sets of seasons of shows. You would just buy single episodes on VHS tapes, and it was the worst. I just want <laughs> to check. Also, Does anyone, Nikki and Danielle, do you know what Gargoyles is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was the show that was that was on that wasn't on TV, uh, and then <laughs> when Disney had two Disney channels for for a minute, they would put that one. They would put Gargoyles on at like six p.m. You're talking like run. syndication or are you talking like, yeah, okay. No. So like Disney used to have a channel called Jetix, which was like where they put the cartoons for boys mm. and then they would <laughs> Wait, put gargoyles on there. How do you spell that? J-E-T-I-X. Jetix. That sounds, sounds like, like the name of like a knockoff eBay that I go to that's <laughs> selling me like fake iPhones. I was going to say it sounds like a uh, English boy band from like the mid 2010s, like, you know, like a 2015 era, like Ooh. when One Direction was hot, they were not One Direction, but they were like third Jet direction. X. Yeah. Jet X. Mm, no. Holy crap. 
Yeah. Just holy crap. That's a good pull. I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, much like Gargoyles, uh, we only talk about the, you know, greatest God. forms of media around here. That on was, what's his name, right? That was Riker, right? There was a lot of people. It was, uh, it was Dan Riker. Yeah. Yeah, it was Dan Riker. That's... Dan Riker. <sighs> what's the guy's name? The villain? Um, Thanatos is his, or Xanatos is his Xanatos. name on the show. Xanadu. Yep, facts Xanadu. Mr. Xanadu. For the Nintendo uh, Entertainment it, System. Yeah, when he he's he's where the stately pleasure domes were decreed. <laughs> he's Seriously. like, yeah, um, he's like, really? I'm right. Like, what? This is me. Can we de- decree them somewhere else? What is his name? Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. Is that a better poll? Are people going to know his name? What Jonathan Frakes. Wait, Nikki, are, do you not know Beyond Belief Factor Fiction? No. It's, Did you never see that? Oh. You know on, on Twitter <laughs> oh, I do when the guy, guy tells you you're wrong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that, that guy. guy. Uh, uh, yeah. I thought he was a magician. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, he, he does look a lot like one. I, I yeah. thought this guy was a magician. There Was there not, like, a syndicated magic show where that had the exact same aesthetic as this? Oh, my oh, God. But it was, like, of- it was behind the magic or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Magician, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was this. Apparently, it, I've, I've been informed that it isn't. It Wait. did have the exact same lighting setup. Like, they yeah. did just transplant one from one set to the other. Also, I love how David Xanatos basically looks like Jonathan Frakes, but with a ponytail. Mm-hmm. It's very like, 90s. It's just him. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, and what's her name? Uh, his love interest from those movies and that TV show, Star Trek. That's the one. Uh, that's, she plays. That's it. <laughs> she plays the Lady Gargoyle, the oh, evil. Oh, really? One. Yeah. Deanna Troy. Des- Desdemona. Yeah. Yes, Mariana, she plays Desdemona. Um, Sir Sir Cerise. Yeah, she Surtees. is of Greek descent. Yes. Oh wait, okay. no, no, no. Wait, her... is she not? No. Um. Wait, it's telling me that Desdemona was voiced by CCH Pounder. Oh. We maybe How did think- I- Wait, who did you think was in here? This um what's her name from Star Trek? Marina Marina Sirtis, is that her name? Uh <laughs> Oh no. Oh yeah, okay, wait. This is confusing. There's a character called Demona and a character called Desdemona. You are oh, correct. Oh, that's, that's bad writing. Demona is Martina uh Marina Sirtis and Desdemona is CCH Pounder. Gotcha. Okay. Who you may know from Avatar, uh, the Mortal Instruments, ER. I, I do not. Yep. NCIS actually. New Orleans. Like a the great Shield. character actor. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen her in everything, probably. But um, yeah, probably. I, I know the. I know her face, and I definitely know her voice. But I don't know why I thought that was Marina Sirtis. But she was. She no, no, the no. Other but one. she she's she is the character you're thinking of. Oh, oh. Okay, Desdemona is someone else, and. That's just—they oh sound very similar. Did you know that yeah. CCH stands for Carol Christine Hilaria, which is her birth name? Oh, CCH Pounder's birth name. Yeah. Honestly, wow. CCH Pounder's a good fucking name. To oh hell yeah! With. An incredible, like it's such a powerful good name. It's incredible. She's great. She's like actually really great. Like you could have, you could have just gone through life as Carol Pounder, and like that would have been good. Although it does sound a little bit like a. Uh, professional wrestler yes Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah if you're just yeah. carol pounder which it sounds like a christmas themed professional wrestler who appears once <laughs> and is like singing christmas carols but also uh pounding mm-hmm. uh-huh mm-hmm. but then you go to cch and it's like 
it's like kind of mysterious, but still retains that power to it. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 we just had a conversation before this podcast that I shouldn't type so much because it makes such uh, tippy noises. Um, okay. But I did just need to check for myself because see, you just look at CCH Pounder, and this is me as a as a video game, not a video game, a comic book person, uh, being terrible and <laughs> just a, just instantly bringing everything back to comic books. But I just think to myself, like, man, I bet CCH Pounder played uh amanda waller from the dc universe at some point because she does look like she was just born to play that character and sure enough she played uh cch pounder in two different she did play amanda waller in yeah several times that's yeah that's good shit uh but i'm sure she's done stuff that is way more important and impressive than that than some than the leader of the suicide squad probably at some point um yeah she was in skylanders oh there you go I thought you were going to say Gargoyles. Remember Skylanders? Can we no. just talk about yeah. how fucking wild Skylanders was as a concept? What a good idea from like a purely business perspective. Though. Yeah, from a, from a capitalism is good perspective. There was no better idea than Skylanders and Disney Infinity. Honestly, and it's remarkable yeah. that those didn't work for some reason. And like, they, I don't, I would, they were kind of yeah. good too. Like yeah. genuinely, they, the yeah. games were not like... I mean, I was sad that they weren't actually platformers and they were yeah. more kind of like battle sorts of games, but I still had to review several of them and was not sad about it. Was like, no, these are actually pretty good. I had fun with this. I had so many Skylanders at one point. I think I donated them to like a, a children's hospital or something. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like at, at one point, you know, they would send you like, you know, this is this is how the business goes. You, you have to review it. So you have to be able to actually beat the game. So they give you like the starter pack and then they give you like a few of the other fun characters that they want you to, you know, talk about in your review. So right. I had like Tentacle Man. I don't uh-huh. know what his real name that was. was. My, that was one of my favorites. Tentacle Man but was there. <laughs> Spyro the Dragon was there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Crash Bandicoot. Here are the Skylanders I can name. Mario. 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 Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, I do know. I, okay, here are the Skylanders I can name. They are uh, Spyro of, uh, you know. The Dragon. Spyro of the Dragon. Is, uh, is Rip, Riptide or whatever his name is? Uh, is Rip, that Tentacle Rip, Man? No, he, I mean, he, he's like a dragon villain from Spyro. Rip. Ripto. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Ripto's rage. I think, I honestly think Riptide is one of the other. Riptide is a Skylander. Whoa. (laughs) Okay, Okay, so now I know one more Skylander. I'm now trying, okay, I'm trying to figure out if there's like a, if there's a not, like a nomenclature convention for the Skylanders. Because it does seem like it's a verb. Mm -hmm. Like combine any semi-edgy verb. With a noun, yeah, okay. it's pretty pretty straightforward. Like they don't have people names; they're just it's like, like Ted, Nightfall, Astroblast, Smash <laughs> Hit, Dive Clops. What's Dive Clops? Wait, I want you without searching <laughs> to guess what Dive Clops is. Is Dive Clops a bird? Is Dive Clops a one-eyed bird that has like very sharp uh, talons that turn into some sort of drill? But I've, it's got one eye. I was going to say Dive Clops is probably like some kind of like undersea old timey 1800s diving suit person with a with one eye that you can see Ooh. through the helmet. Wow. I wow. Steven. <laughs> Steven, that is that is exactly <laughs> what it is. That's well, yeah, that's eerie because when I saw Dive Clops, I was like, 
oh, it's going to be like a weird aquatic horse because it claps or something. No, uh, it's it's a weird old timey diving suit with just one big eye in it. it looks I, like Mike fucking Wazowski. It does. <laughs> it really does. It looks yeah. like Swayzo from Monster Rancher. Got <laughs> into uh, like a, a mecca or something. I, I do want to say I did not Google that. That was completely That's off the dome. Very impressive. We all know way more about Skylanders than we thought. Yeah, well, that one's I, called Trigger Happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one probably wouldn't play in schools with young children these days anymore. Yeah. Pop fizz. I know Drobot. That was the Wait. I had a I was setting up a bit earlier where I was just gonna say I know the two I know two Skylanders and the other one is Drobot. I know Drobot is one. There are a series. Crash one. Bandicoot is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah Crash is one. You said Danielle, you you had dive clops? I absolutely did. Yeah. Shit. I had oh, a yeah, dive Bowser clops. is one. I had whatever it might be Riptide, the tentacle man. I had um I had Spyro, but it was like a super powered Spyro. <laughs> Like, oh, it was okay. Spyro Plus. I had a few plus, others. Hmm. Anyway, That's when he Bowser. unlocks his like his true potential by training with the guru on Namek. What I love about these <laughs> Skylander names is that you could tell me I've played Warframe, a lot of Warframe. And if you could mm-hmm. tell me that any of these character names were also Warframes, then yeah. I would believe you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Warframe or Skylander is a pretty good um, now, I do want everyone to remember that Bowser and Donkey Kong are also Skylanders. That's right. Are they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How? There's, ham- there's, ham- there's turbocharged Donkey Kong and Hammer Slam Bowser. Do you have a list? Because I'm just, I'm on the Skylanders wiki and like I'm, I'm looking yeah. through and it's organized by like the different, I guess, releases. And I'm not seeing some of these. Hmm. I've, I've put it into the disc disc cord oh there was a time so i don't know if i don't know if this would affect the listing but merit and nikki this might mean something to you because you've play, both played the, the new pokemon uh mm-hmm. which has a bunch of pokemon that are like built out of other pokemon because you like take their mm-hmm. you take their leg half and then their their head half and you yes. put them together yeah there was a time with the skylanders where you could do that same thing there was like mix oh. and matches and i don't know if they had different names based on the combinations or not Ooh, that would have that would have opened up a, a very large door. And speaking I, of building things, do you remember Lego Dimensions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it was expensive shit. It was very expensive, but I watched some of a playthrough of some of the game because um, the great Clement, who is the only like LPer that I watch, <laughs> uh, in his quest to do all the Sonic games, which wrapped up a few weeks ago. Did there was like a Sonic DLC for Lego Dimensions, mm-hmm. and like it seems pretty cool. Like you build different characters and stuff, but I don't think you actually need to build the vehicles no. or anything. You just need the base. But it's just still a really chips. yeah, it's still a really neat idea. Yeah, and there was and also. Oh, I was just gonna say the the yeah. cool thing about Lego Dimensions is that after you're done like playing Lego Dimensions, you also get Legos afterwards. You have Lego, yeah. which is great and much better than like a pre. Uh, plastic molded toy or whatever, but that doesn't I mean, move. They were powerful. Uh, there are so many fucking Spyros. <laughs> there's, there's a oh, awakened forms, Soulstone. Oh my god! Yo, I have to point out another Donkey Kong crossover here because mm, it's really okay. important. Mm-hmm. The main bad guy is called Chaos, apparently, and that's okay. also the same name as the boss, like the big boss, kind of. Uh, in Donkey Kong Country 3. 
Oh, oh shit. So what happened to King know. K. Rule by that point in the timeline? Well, King K. Rule is like kind of guiding Chaos. I think Chaos is an agent of King K. Rule, but isn't like, Chaos that robot? Yeah, Chaos is the robot. So it's a robot this, in Donkey Kong. Yeah, yes. I think he might be inside it. I forget. Yeah, it's something like he's behind. He's actually behind the whole thing. But the whole time you're like Chaos. Oh no, an agent of Chaos, and it's spelled the same way. Yeah, With look this K. robot up Fuck. because he's like the dude of the century. Like he's got sunglasses on. Yeah, he's like a, he's. Oh, just no. like a big barrel with boxing gloves and sunglasses. He no. he looks like he should be chasing Max Headroom across a television screen. Wait, right no, this is kind of dark, though, because um, he's powered by uh, DK and Diddy. Wait. <gasps> That's right. They've been like, kidnapped what? and made to work kidnapped their will. them and, like, put them into his robot and, like, somehow, like, did the whole Matrix thing of, like, they, they're generating power to... Their bodies are just, like, generating the energy to fuel this robot. But who do you... Okay. Who do you play play as? Dixie and Kitty. Dixie and Kitty. Who is Kitty? Kitty The worst. Kitty is not great, sadly. He's like a shitty Donkey Kong. He's a baby baby in diapers, and he wears Yeah, he wears, like, one of those pajamas with the butt flaps. Yes, he has a butt flap. So, like, DK1, you're DK and uh, Diddy. DK2... Mm -hmm. You're Diddy and Dixie. DK3, you're Dixie and Kitty. So it's like one character stays. Huh. Um, but yeah, DK3, man, fuck that game. It's like good, no. but it's, no, it's too great. fucking hard. It's insanely hard. It is hard. It is hard. But it's it's a really beautiful game. I love that game. I'm an apologist right. for all the Donkey Kong countries. No, I mean, they're good games. I just like, I and I like watching people play them. But like, yeah. Whenever I'm like, oh, maybe I'll play one. It's and then I get five minutes in, and I'm just like, fuck this, fuck this shit. I don't need this <laughs> in my is life. Really oh. challenging. It's definitely that, true. Yeah. This is also exactly how I feel about. I I did buy Donkey Kong Country Returns Tropical Freeze for the mm-hmm. featuring Funky. You mode. bought it. I bought it like months ago. I feel I feel like I've Wait, talked. Wait, did about you this. never tell me? I think we talked about it very briefly because the because there was nothing much to report because it was just I played like the first two levels and I was like fuck this no because <laughs> it was like too, again because it's it's too hard like I just like couldn't deal with it and yes they have funky mode switch lets you do funky yeah I know but then that feels like cheating no it's not cheating it is you He's didn't get the intended experience play. yeah it's just it <laughs> no you you didn't challenge yourself and you gained nothing I just have to go back yeah. to my baby games like Sekiro yeah. yeah okay this is what's so funny to me is like. The, the idea of like difficulty being like a linear thing in games of like there being difficult games and not difficult ones is like <laughs> so transparently untrue because nope. like Danielle like you're you like you're into like Donkey Kong Country and those games are like fucking ridiculous right. I know and like and then Steven you're like really into Sekiro but like can't play Donkey Kong games right. it's like <laughs> god it's just like I don't know. It's yeah, it's wild to different me. Different games are difficult in different ways. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that or bad about that. And people, the way people just smash the discourse into one little cracker of shit. It's like, like there's it's, there's nowhere. one line when really yeah. it's just mm-hmm. like this nightmare hellscape. Well, it, if like this is something going back to like like my girlfriend in high school like dealing with like the, she wanted to get into video games because she knew that video games were very important to me and whatnot. So like she tried to get into them at the time and. It was the first time I realized that for, like, people who don't play video games, one of the biggest sticking points in the world isn't even, like, difficulty of the games themselves. It is literally just wrapping your mind around first-person game oh, controls yeah. with, like, a yeah. DualShock yeah. or whatever. Well, like, because if you think about it, like, well, first of all, a controller is, like, a t- 
terrifying like piece of plastic with all mm-hmm. these buttons and things sticking <laughs> off it. And secondly, like the idea of navigating a three-dimensional, a fictional three-dimensional space mm-hmm. on a two-dimensional plane of a TV is like with, bonkers. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it is. It's it's super wild. And yeah, because like you said, it's a three-dimensional space in two dimensions. So you have no depth perception, but you have to acknowledge the fact that there is depth in the world that is like being simulated, but isn't actually there. It's, it's super strange. Right. Yeah. Like I think anyone who didn't grow up playing either like Super Mario 64 or like any of those 3D platformers or now I guess like Fortnite or something right. um, has a really hard time getting to those because there are games that make so much more sense visually just from looking at them uh, than from like a 3D game where you're like, what the hell do I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's super weird. I had a, a an ex who was a, a doctor and like a legitimate genius, like actually like went to medical school at 16. Like no joke, actually, <laughs> actually like graduated college at uh, at 16 and like went to medical wow. school. And like she was really good at 3D games. Like this was huh. super weird. Like like I gave her. OK, I'm so sorry. This is the fucking gamerist ass thing. But I gave her like Mass Effect 2 and like Bioshock <laughs> and like, you know, the games I really loved at the time. We're talking about like oh. 20. Oh, we're you're talking dating about 2012, basically. Right. Oh. <laughs> so this is a while ago. Um, and like she did really well with those. But then if I gave her like a 2D platformer, it was a disaster. It was like an absolute like it was just like falling in every pit, just not getting it. And it was such a weird thing for me to be like, huh, I would have thought the opposite that like you would have been fine with 2D because it's like, oh, I, I don't know, like something about manipulating screens your whole life. You do that kind of thing. Right. If you grow up right. in, in this era. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, she was like great with 3D space. But 2D was like, what the fuck is this shit? And it was so bizarre and like again this is somebody who never played video games like didn't really grow up with them and like just was picking things up because i liked them and was like humoring me (laughs) it was very funny Well, our topic for this week (laughs) sorry i thought my connection dropped there for a second i I was like shit (laughs) <laughs> no, I was just trying to decide if I how like which direction I wanted to segue, and I think like the direction to segue is that our topic for this week is something we've already been talking about basically since the beginning of this, which is uh, old games and returning to old games. So mm. I just kind of wanted to put that out there that this is officially what we're supposed to be talking about, and it's not just <laughs> chaotic bullshit. Um, because yeah, I don't know. Um, there's still, I mean, this, I'm a broken record at this point, but there is just nothing coming out in video games right now. The one kind of major thing that feels like it came out was uh, Temtem, which seems cool as shit, but was broken for about a week and nobody could log in. Um, yep. Mickey, mm-hmm. yes. can attest yes. to that. Uh huh. Yes. How has how has Temtem been, and have you seen them lately? Um, <laughs> I've seen a handful of these weird bears, and they. <laughs> Uh, they like to disconnect from the internet quite, quite a yeah. bit. What was it, um, opening chests and getting into battles with other players mm-hmm. was breaking at the yeah. most? Yeah, so playing the game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you got into the game, the things that you weren't supposed to do were interact uh, inside of the game. Mm. Um, but it seems to be better. It does seem like one of those things where in the day, like during the day when people are at work and school, um, it is a better experience than it is at peak time, um, like six o'clock. So I, that's just the thing that I've been having to deal with. But right. other than that, um, it seems it seems pretty okay. It's a Pokemon. 
It's one of those. <laughs> I mean, to, um, to continue the difficulty discourse here, um, the thing that nobody is tired of talking about at this point, um, mm-hmm. I've heard it's tougher than, than, yeah, than the Pokemon. Almost every single battle is a double battle, which for me as a person who never quite got into competitive Pokemon, um, like as an adult, as a cognizant adult, uh, is, is tough to, that's a tough learning curve because the game instantly is like setting stuff up even like within your first couple of battles is instantly setting up combos and setting up stat boosts and debuffs uh for themselves and against you and it's like ah wait no i just usually just press a a bunch through these things (laughs) so i can get through it um but no you can't really mash your i mean you can it's it's still i'm still early game um but just moving it from single battles to double battles as a layer of complexity that is like actually pretty interesting. And the type chart is different enough from Pokemon that there is a little bit of relearning that I'm having to do. I saw that um, one of the types is digital and I was like, all right, they fucking, yeah. all right, we're, we're ready to strap in here for something yeah. different, a little bit off the rails. The other, the other thing is I kind of didn't realize how much within because pokemon is such an institution and because the the design of of the pokemon is so it's so good like i don't know it's like it's very solid um it is so easy to read the typing by looking at a pokemon sure basically except when that, they intentionally try to fuck you up like with right. exactly that is basically impossible for me to do in this game because a lot of the times the typing isn't extremely obvious and when i'm like ah this weird dog is a grass psychic and it's like no neither of those types exist in this game <laughs> and it's like it's oh, okay it's a mental, it's mental actually it's a mental dog and it's like i don't know <laughs> what that is in um, <laughs> and, and they're all dual types too on top of that right yeah, like every single one type. Huh. Mm. So it's a there's there's definitely a learning curve, but I'm excited to like actually dig deep or into it now that it's functioning better than it was last week. Yeah, last week was tough. Last week seems- it was like you would log in and then they'd be like, "Yeah, you're a ten thousand four hundred eighty eighth in queue." Anyway, because oh <laughs> it is an MMO, I don't think we I don't think yeah. we established that it's it's like literally an MMO, and I've seen some people say that they, maybe they think that it shouldn't be an MMO and it should just have like regular multiplayer that you opt into and out of but i don't know how you're if you're far in enough to have any opinion I mean, about that yet i don't know i i guess the the thing for me is that i don't know how much that matters to me right now mm. like i don't know how much the mmo aspects matter to me other than it's i think it's very cool to be running in spaces and then have 15 other people also running in that space but i actually don't know if i'm going to interact with them very much because that's kind of not how i've played these games um, so I don't know. It might, it might force me to do some of that interaction, but we'll see. Okay. And actually the, the next thing I was going to ask too was for you, Merritt, because I feel like I haven't heard you talk about this game very much, but like on paper, the idea of like a mixing the adventure stuff, but also adding the layers of complexity and making it more competitive focused feels like it should be right up your alley, but I haven't really heard you say as much. <laughs> I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast or not, but, um, I was in this Twitter tournament for um, <laughs> oh. for, for Sword and Shield. Um, okay, back in December, mm-hmm. and I don't think you've talked about it on the podcast. 
I got really excited about it and like briefly got back into like team building and stuff and uh like had like you know I didn't do like EV training and stuff but I like read for moves and I got some hidden abilities and stuff and um I uh I lost four games in a row oh and, uh, hello and in, uh, a couple of those were because of a crit that um, completely changed the course of the game. Mm. And one of them was because we ran out of time and the other person had more Pokemon left, which it counts as a win. Mm. Uh, and after the fourth one, I uh, uninstalled Pokemon from my Switch. Wow. <laughs> oh. I rage quit so hard. That I uninstalled it because I was just like, no, you know what? No, no, I can't. I won't. I refuse. I am a very poor loser, which is why I <laughs> rarely play competitive games. And with something like Destiny, when I've been playing Crucible lately, I'm play first of all, I'm playing it with my clan. And so we're just like bantering. It doesn't really matter if you lose in Destiny because like... Right you're still getting stuff. And like, I'm not doing comp where like losing means you lose points. So like for me, it's like, whatever, it's all gravy, but like, I can't actually play competitive games because I don't take it very well when I yeah. don't win. And because I, I can't cool. guarantee that I will win all the time, except I will say I'm pretty good in smash. And when that was sort of oh. the thing that I was doing with my friends here, um, I could pretty consistently win. I mean, I'm not anywhere like in a competitive context. I know nothing. I'm terrible, but like, I think in terms of like casual players, I'm definitely on like the upper end. Um, but okay. no, anything else. I'm just like, no, not worth I it. I, I don't know if I knew that about you. I don't know if I knew <laughs> that you had ever played a Smash game in your life. I mean, really? I guess everybody has, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I was, I've been always been really big into them. And like with Ultimate, um, yeah, no, I played the fuck out of it, especially huh. like with, with my roommates. But um, I fell off it. So I haven't really played it since they added the only DLC character that had been added when I was still playing was the Piranha Plant. So oh, right. it's been a minute. So, you know, if I were still playing Smash, I'd probably be kind of annoyed with them adding Byleth instead of literally any other character. But, like, mm -hmm. I no, don't. Wait, this is the first Fire Emblem in the game. Oh. They finally added a Fire Emblems. They finally you know, added a sword guy. And it could have been yeah. cool, too, if they had just done it like Pokemon Trainer, where Byleth mm. was just a general and then they had the three house leaders switching. Yeah. But that would be too much different. They do at least switch between the like relic weapons. I forget what they're called. Yeah, in that game. yeah. That's kind of. I know. Anyway, um, yeah, that's that's why I haven't really touched Temtem yet. And I, I guess you can probably play it without doing competitive stuff. But I feel like, especially in that version of Pokemon, that's like sort of the implied end game. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I just can't right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. Uh, as someone who ran away screaming from Dota 2 after basically building an entire career off the back of it, uh, I can <laughs> uh, agree. I once uh, slammed my hands on my desk so hard because I lost a game of Dota 2. I was slamming my keyboard on my desk and my hand at the same time that I did um, sprain my wrist. Uh, Hell real, yeah. Real oh, good. man. That's uh, gaming. 
that was uh that was not the, uh, that was probably not the moment that I, I realized I needed to stop playing that game because I probably played it for years after that. But it was definitely like the beginning of the end, I think, yeah. with, with Dota because Dota is just a because Dota is a game where it's a competitive game, and I've thought about getting back into it again recently don't. for like video content or something. No, I don't know. we'll see. No, we'll see, Nikki. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> If I could just play, I've, I'm a very different person now than I was. God, I'm coming right that's out of college. It, that's because what, you stopped no, playing. That's what, it. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but the thing about Dota and a lot, uh, and Dota more so than probably any other MOBA, even is that like a game of Dota, like at the low end, the lowest of the low end is usually about thirty minutes, and then at the higher end can be like an hour to like you know if, if things go real bad, like an hour and a half, depending on you like read how you do it. So much in that time, Stephen. Yeah, I could read item descriptions for the patch notes in Dota too. <laughs> Uh, they, yo, but yo, they added loot to that game. Like you, the, the neutral creeps drop things now in the jungle, and you go pick them up. Oh my god! None of this is anything. Stop. This is nothing. This I, is I hell. I don't know what any of this means. I genuinely have no idea what any of that meant. I, like, so I, I'm going real, to real. <laughs> I'm gonna slide out of that then into my next question, which I was gonna ask you, Danielle. Yeah. Have you literally ever been into any multi competitive multiplayer game in your life? Yes. Because I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yes. Okay. I have played two games. <laughs> competitively for any length of time. You want to uh-huh. hear th- what they are? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Bioshock 2. What? <laughs> <laughs> like in a speedrunning capacity? <laughs> no, Bioshock 2, when it launched, actually had a yeah. multiplayer mode. Like an, a legit... What? Like, it was cool too, actually. It was actually pretty good. Uh, I played a fuckload of that, and you want to know what the other one was? You get ready. Halo. The GoldenEye remake. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, when you say the GoldenEye remake, do you mean like uh the like when they remade it, like when fans did it so that it works with the mouse and keyboard? No, there, there's no, a Wii um, remake. Or the so, Wii yeah, one? Activision made in two thousand nine they made a Wii I GoldenEye had, yeah, remake. I, I recall. Yeah, I played a bunch of that multiplayer. However, I really got into it when that remake was ported to the Xbox three sixty. Yeah. And oh I played God. a lot. A lot of that. A lot that of was, that. That's that the one where one it was Daniel Craig, right? Yes. Yeah, they reimagined GoldenEye yeah. with Daniel Craig. I got that because my sister and I grew up playing GoldenEye. And so, like, I bought yeah. that when I came home that Christmas. Um, and it was... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I ever beat that game because, like, the cradle stage was so fucking hard. Yeah. That I was just like, no, I can't. I actually don't know if I beat it either. I played so much of the multiplayer, though. Like, I I really just... Holy crap. And when I was a kid, I played the shit out of GoldenEye. Like, I was 13, I think, when it came. It was, like, perfect timing. Like, junior high. We all had friends come over all the time just to play GoldenEye. We had, like, GoldenEye parties. So part of it was nostalgia, and part of it was, like, oh, I just... I don't know why, but it clicked with me. And so, yes, those are the two online Hmm. competitive multiplayer games that I have put anything more than like three hours into in my entire life. That's amazing. I <laughs> love it. Like that was one of the three games I reviewed for Joystick back in the nice. day. Rest in peace, Joystick. You know, yeah. Rest in peace. That's great. Uh, a very good website that was killed way before its time. But Agreed. yeah, yeah. Uh, that game was not amazing. <laughs> like, no, the I multiplayer was fun. I again, the, yeah, the campaign did not hold a candle to original GoldenEye's uh, campaign, which I still think was kind of excellent especially for the time so yeah 
it, it is looking like the game was released on November 1st, 2011 in North America. So mm-hmm. the last multiplayer game that you played, uh, competitive multiplayer game that you played in any major capacity was t- uh, almost a decade ago yep. now at this point. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, that actually fits with my like personal mental image of your gaming tastes. Yeah. So it's like actually nice to know after my huge gaffe just a moment ago, not realizing that Merritt was a fucking a Super Smash Brothers superstar. Uh, I'm glad that I know at least somebody. But here. you're right about me, Stephen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, don't get it twisted. Like I did enter a melee tournament in college and uh, was like, oh, I'm, I'm good at Smash. I always beat my friends. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to play as Samus, my favorite character. <laughs> uh, I think I took one stock from the guy Oof, that I was duh. fighting. That's good. Uh, that's a lot. Hey, that's something. It was like three or four. Um, I think I took one of them. Because uh, yeah. I didn't know that you were supposed to play as Fox. Yeah. On Final <laughs> Destination. Oh, oh, my God. Okay. Can I recount a tiny little anecdote about playing Melee? Please. Was uh, it competitive in a Toys R Us? No, <laughs> it was inside of a warehouse. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah, it was inside of a big warehouse. This was during. This was when I was working for Red Bull Esports, covering Dota Two. In fact, and mm-hmm. it was uh, Red Bull was hosting uh, Red Bull Battlegrounds. I believe was the name of the event, and it was a tournament for a bunch of one hundred cans. Jump on Dota. They shoot each other. It's great. Um, no, uh, it was for Dota 2. They brought in a couple of different people, uh, a couple of different um, teams, like major teams at the time, who did not want to talk to me, who was supposed to be interviewing them for the thing. Uh, they, what they wanted to do was sit around and play ping pong at our ping pong table at our office at the time. Um <laughs> And would literally, like, fight each other t- to be the one who didn't have to uh, be interviewed. But anyway, uh, after that tournament, there was, like, an after party set in, like, a giant warehouse where they had set up, like, all kinds of, like, arcade machines and gaming consoles and, like, a special little area for the players, like a VIP area. And they had games like Lethal League was one of them on the projectors. There was, uh, obviously, Super Smash Brothers. There was a bunch of different stuff. And there was, like, one very drunk guy sitting on the couch next to uh, the game... What is it? GameCube for Melee? Melee was GameCube, right? Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> who just absolutely fucking lootly would not let me leave unless I played um, Super Smash Brothers with him. And he, like... <laughs> Thought I didn't know anything about, like, I knew enough of, I didn't, I'm not good at Super Smash Brothers, but I know enough about it to know the memes. I know that people fucking want to play as Fox, they want to play on Final Destination, if they're fucking, like, weird nerds about it, or whatever. And, but he was, like, trying to play it cool, like, he didn't actually know what he was doing, so he was just like, uh, we, you know, we should, we should just, uh, let's just pick this one, let's just pick this stage. I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play this guy, I'm gonna play Fox. He's, like, very drunk, he's, like, thinks that he's playing it very smooth or whatever, because he just uh-huh. wants to, like, beat the shit out of someone and be, he's like... He's trying to hustle you? Trying to hustle me for no money. There was nothing on the line. It's a smash shark. Yeah. It was so weird. It was like, I wasn't sure what it was exactly or whatever. It's like, and I, uh, you know, to mimic you, Merit, I've played Samus as well. Because that's who I always played when I played Super Smash Brothers. And like, he would just do this thing where he would just like knock me off the side and then just sit there on the corner of Final Destination and then just like keep knocking me off so I could never get back on and do that over and over and over again for like two or three rounds. And then the thing would end and then he'd be like, I'm just gonna, you know, we're already playing on this map or on this stage. We should just do this one again. It's like, and just kept doing that over and over and over again. And then it's just like, I need to leave my guy, but he wouldn't let me leave. If if that's what you've got to hang your hat on, that you can beat strangers 
who have no real experience with Super Smash Brothers, like, I kind of feel bad for you. Like, if that's your <laughs> yeah. thing, if that's how you, like, get your, your jimmies or whatever. Mm-hmm. How you wrestle your jimmies. How you say. wrestle your jimmies. Uh, yeah, kind of depressing. It was, it was, I was, like, fucking, uh... I was not as uh, willing to just tell people to fuck off and walk away from situations like that. Even then, at the time, I thought it was pretty sad, but I was just, like, too polite to just, like, walk away from him because he was all alone on this couch in the center of this massive warehouse where a bunch of people were upstairs drinking uh, in the VIP area. A bunch of people were playing Lethal Leagues. People were having fun in this warehouse, uh, except for me and this guy. (laughs) And (laughs) I just couldn't leave him there uh, in that weird situation, like, by himself completely. So I, like let him uh, play like three games off of me or something like that. Uh, and I think I was like fired a week later. <laughs> Good. Hey, we wow. heard that you're terrible at Smash Brothers. Get out of here. <laughs> I saw. Uh, you said on your resume that you could dash dance all day long with Fox. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, you know, that's why they call me Steven Wave Dash Drum. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what wave dashing is. I just know it's a thing. I know. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I won't get into you it. You manipulate the controller in such a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a way um, of sliding around the level that is faster than running. S- yeah, you skip some animation frames. You basically jump and then like dash down at an angle and it preserves your. Anyway, no one fucking gives a shit about yes. this. <laughs> is it named after the wave bird? Yes. Uh, probably. Oh. Okay. That's all I needed. Um, um, yeah, I don't think we have a lot of, like, actually new games to talk about either. Like, I think this is kind of What like, are you talking like, about? Have you heard of this brand new video game called Star Wars Battlefront 2? Whoa. Okay, so, <laughs> you told us something about Star Wars Battlefront mm-hmm. 2 this morning, Nikki, that I need you to tell the people about today. So, so what I've been doing in the, in this, the doldrums of, um, of the, the gamings, um, is that I'm going through my my games and apps section on my Xbox One, and then I press the left and right trigger a bunch of times while closing my eyes, and then I press A, and then uh-huh. a game starts up. Oh. Um, and sorry, and I I'm surprised constantly by what uh, garbage is still installed on my Xbox. <laughs> um, I started up iDarb the other day. Y'all remember oh. iDarb? I drew a red box. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It was like a wild like. I think it was up to eight people, like multiplayer, like platform fighter kind of with like multiple win states. It was wild. And like um, weird, like that. dozens of cheats that you could enter at various yeah. points. Yeah. And like if you, it also had like streaming integration. So like people could like watch your game. And if they said some stuff in the chat specifically, then like, I don't know if you can believe it. Nobody's still playing that game. So it was basically useless to me. Uh, and then I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the one thing I remember about that game is I believe if you typed uh, if you were on Twitch and you typed in Lang Bomb, a giant like transparent picture of Dave Lang's yeah, face would appear on screen. I do remember that. That was good. Um, That's it. That's what I remember so, about I, I Darb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's Fanbytes 2020 Game of the Year. Um, I did uh, then after I played IDARB startup Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, which I I feel like everyone knew this. But it is remarkable, A, how good those fucking games look. Like, the first Star Wars Battlefront and this, the second one, looks so good. There are times where 
if you were to like freeze frame and ask like a like a person if this was a screenshot from one of the movies and if this was a screenshot from a video game, I don't think they'd be able to tell. They do such be- a good job of like replicating like practical effects in yeah. CG graphics. Like the replicate like the explosions in that game are just smoke and sparks the way that right. they are in Star Wars. It's wild. And the ragdolls are like are really good as well. Um so I've been playing a lot of Battlefront 2, which, as everyone knows, was uh, <laughs> everyone hated it because of loot boxes, <laughs> um, and it almost ruined EA and video games there for a minute. Uh, and then the, it seems like they just said they told that dev team to just be quiet and keep working. Yeah, because over the course of the last couple of years, they've just added so much to that game. They relaunched it at the end of last year under like the banner of like celebration pack like anniversary edition or something like that um the big game basically was relaunched um and with that relaunch they added a bunch of cosmetics that are very funny to me because they're all like (laughs) this is kylo ren but his helmet is cracked but this is kylo ren but his helmet isn't cracked this (laughs) kylo ren has a scar on his face this kylo ren doesn't have a scar on his face as if you could see any of these like different skins while like yeah being attacked by Kylo Ren because all he has to do is just slash your, his lightsaber at you one time and you're dead instantly. <laughs> and and famously, this was the thing. Like, I mean, I don't know if it ever came out there officially in any statement or anything like that, but that was the thing that like tanked that game partially was because uh, the mandate from Disney was like, no, you can't have weird, wacky cosmetics and right. stuff like that because they're not on brand. So you, ne- but you do need to have microtransactions. So figure something out. And what they figured God. out was microtransactions that like made your gun do ten percent more. Damage damage uh and because they were like well we want purple luke skywalker and they were like no they're like no luke skywalker would never wear purple we want adam driver from that undercover (laughs) boss sketch (laughs) (laughs) that would have changed everything that would have been really good though it would have been good or like Um, uh the marriage adam driver yeah just like a a man walking around with a lightsaber (laughs) you know he seems girls adam driver okay Oh God! Girls, well, Adam Driver. Uh. Girls, Adam Driver was not okay. <laughs> um, but okay. So a, a quick aside is that there are a bunch of loot boxes because I bought this game at launch and then stopped playing it because it wasn't very good. I had like forty five unopened loot packs that I think were like, please God, please come back. We've given you, please, we've, given you we've given you something. Please come back so and bad. open it. Please, please. We fucked up so bad. But some of those loot packs were so old that I think the the cosmetics or whatever that were that was inside of the loot pack was not in the game anymore because hmm. the on the on the screen it would be like this is Luke Skywalker's like lightsaber hilt. This is an example because I don't remember. <laughs> but it would like this is like Luke Skywalker's lightsaber hilt. This is what's in this box, very explicitly. And then I'd open the box and I would get credits. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh okay. Great, like thanks. Overwatch Wonder. style. Maybe they already yeah. gave you all that stuff as like penance. Mm. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's the other. Yeah, um, but it's impossible to tell because the menus in that game are wild. But <laughs> the, the the thing that I legitimately and actually want to talk about is that the forty or the twenty v twenty like very big fights are still really good. The ones that have that are multi stage. With this game, they introduced um, like multi stage fights, so you can start in space 
And then Ooh, at the end of that yeah. space fight, you move on to ground combat and the ground combat is like a separate 30 minute long match. So you can basically like strap in for a 45 minute game and do all kinds of stuff. Um, and regardless of whether you win or lose, like they're really satisfying. Um, they're satisfying matches. But I did today during our stand-up was kind of poking around in the menus and I found this thing called missions. And I was like, okay, what's a mission? Okay, cool. And I started that up and there were two game types. One of them was heroes versus villains, which is nothing to me. The other one was called Ewok Hunt. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I was like, what what is this? So I load it up. And then the game loads up. And it places you as either a stormtrooper or an Ewok, and they gave, I was a stormtrooper, in a pitch black, it is pitch black on Endor, and you have a blaster rifle that has a flashlight that is, like, has a limited amount of charge, and then they say, survive the night. That's all they give you. <laughs> and then you have to survive the night for 15, or I think it's like 10 minutes, and at the, at like, 8 minutes, they give you a waypoint on the map. And you have to make your way from wherever you are on the map to that transport ship so the Empire can get you off world. Um, but so we need to the, fucking nuke this place from orbit. It's the only yeah, way to be sure. Yeah. And the Ewoks, they I presume that they can see in the dark and they have their own ability set um, and they can just take you the way that the way that, the, the way that the game the way that the game tells you that if one of your teammates dies is not to say that they died. <laughs> Is the game says that they were taken by the forest. <laughs> <laughs> the forest is, came alive and took him. <laughs> which <laughs> rules. Oh um, my God. So it is, it's just really good. It's just all of a sudden you'll be, you're, you're just kind of like hiding with groups of stormtroopers. And then in the distance, because you can't see anything, because the Ewoks can see if you have your flashlight on, and that will like bring them to mm -hmm. you so everyone's oh just kind of like huddling around in the dark just kind of like spinning around in circles like <laughs> looking for ewoks but then in the distance you'll just see the flash and hear screams and, the, <laughs> and, the, and just like blaster noises and then it'll be like uh weed man 69 was taken by the forest <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, oh, okay, cool. I guess we all have to move now. Oh my um, God. So I really want to get into that because it seems it seems really cool. I can't. What um, are you playing this on? Xbox? This is this is on Xbox, but oh. it is in EA Access, so it's also on PC. Um, EA if you like, if you want to get into it and not spend very much money, EA Access I think is like five dollars uh, a month. On top of that, something. this game is on sale for like five dollars yeah. by itself, like every yeah. other week. It's not like, on Steam, right? It's not on Steam. It's in Origin. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, if you if you want to like get into it, it is in EA Access without any like if you don't want to spend any of uh, like spend all of the money on it. Okay. Um, but it I, is. I kind of want to play those. Yeah. We should. We should this. play it. Yeah. Let's play it's it. It's fun. It's we, fun. Um, Dan yeah, Danielle and I were Danielle and I are planning some stuff that we'll we'll talk to you guys about probably after this podcast. But I think we got some. I think we might have a way to play this game at some point. Wonderful, in the Wonderful. near future that people can enjoy watching us do yes. and scream. And it, um, yeah, it might be my I next competitive multiplayer. Game yeah, is only the fucking Ewok nightmare mm -hmm. mode in this game. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, like I don't know for any game oh, like sorry. this for any like team based shooter, I could get into it if. I'm playing it with other people because at that right. point it's just like you're just kind of fucking around and it's like yeah. not serious. Well, and I've also heard the 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 
this game like had that they've added like a really cool like Mass Effect three style like horde mode kind of thing oh, too. Really? Oh, yeah, that's kind of like, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm I signing really up for the EA thing, even though they're yeah. bad. Yeah, there's I yeah I just, just can't get over the thing. I will say is that Dice did a tremendous job with the the kind of intangibles. In this game, and like I, I don't want to, I don't want to relitigate a seventy-four-year-old video game right now. <laughs> but the the sound design in this game is remarkable. Mm. The the small touches they added a crate map, I guess, at around the time Last Jedi came out or something, because the, the map, map was yeah, crate is the planet where in the Last Jedi where oh. Kylo Ren fights Luke Skywalker, the I red th- sand oh, planet. Oh, oh, I thought you said it meant like the, a crate, like it was a map just covered in oh. crates. <laughs> It's the, you know, there's the ice planet, there's the swamp planet, there's the crate planet. Where they mine the crates. Yeah. No, 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 no. The planet is called crate. Um, and that's the one where it's all salt and underneath that layer of salt is like all red crystals. Right. So the set piece in the mo- in The Last Jedi is that like they have these weird land speeder things that are like, they're basically like cutting through the sand. They're like on Cutting skis. through the salt. Yeah. Um, and it looks remarkable. Like it's just like puffs of red, like red smoke everywhere. Um, you can throw a grenade at the ground, anywhere on the ground, and you will get that exact same puff of smoke. Um, your footsteps, like the ground oh. is pristine when the match uh-huh. starts. But by the end of the round, before you get into the, the bunker, it is just littered with footprints. But then there are still pockets that are like, pristine because nobody went over there right there was no and you can action see them there. yeah and you can see them if you're flying over in an x-wing uh-huh. or a tie fighter or whatever this um t- the loading screens are all wipes like every single loading <laughs> screen in this game is wow. a wipe like in the mo- like a scene transition in the movie that's delicious um, um you know what yeah. i so the thing i did end, i didn't watch gargoyles this weekend but i did end up watching uh the, the entire first season well i watched the last half of the last season of star wars clone wars because that new season is coming out and remember that's actually a pretty good show so then i went and watched the entire first season of star wars rebels and like mm. that a lot because i've kind of got i still haven't seen the rise of skywalker because it sounds like a fucking train wreck but um <laughs> it is it is but it's a uh, yeah <laughs> but the conversation around it has made me kind of be like Man, maybe I want some Star Wars in my yeah. life. Just but like not the big Star Wars. I just want like some like side Star Wars shit. Mm-hmm. Cause that's usually just when it's at that's little best. of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, little Star Wars. Um, <laughs> there's oh, there was one other thing I was gonna say about it. Oh, they also I I forgot that they did this, so when it happened the first time, it was a just a, a joy to me. So in the fr- in Battlefront one, the only way you could get heroes were to, was to find a hero coin on the map. Right. And it yeah. spawned in random locations mm-hmm. and the Ugh. game wouldn't tell you when the thing was going to happen until like 15 seconds before. And it would be like hero coin spawning in 15 seconds. And everyone would basically stop what they were doing <laughs> and like try to find where on Hoth the hero coin was going to spawn. It was like trying to find the quad damage in Quake or exactly. Unreal or whatever. Um, so the, they changed it in... Uh, Battlefront 2 to there's like a point system. So every you every time you do anything in the game, you get points. <laughs> this is this is great to me. If you die, you get a hundred points. If you get killed by a hero, it's called the heroic sacrifice, and you get two hundred <laughs> points. Amazing. Also, it's a heroic sacrifice when you're taken by the force. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when you when you hit four thousand points, you can pick. Uh, you can pick one of the heroes to be, and it's like Ooh. they've got uh, fucking I don't know Bosk and <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Bosk Star Wars hero Bosk. Hate that guy. <laughs> but it's like Bosk the Trandoshan fucking slaver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that fucking universe. But the thing that it does is that they they removed the restriction in Battlefront. In the first Battlefront, you could only be heroes from the era of the map that you were playing. Uh-huh. Oh. In this one, that restriction doesn't exist. Mm. So it does put you in situations where you are fighting uh, on Endor, but Kylo Ren is there with Yoda fighting against... <laughs> But he gets Obi-Wan Kenobi and also Anakin Skywalker is there. And it's just like a really weird combination of fucking Star Wars, um, which is. Which it's is just it's it's just getting your Star Wars action figures and yeah. just yeah. Like and making like them just fight each other. Them together. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, is which is wild to me that they got Disney to OK that. But they couldn't be like, right, what if yeah. we made Luke Skywalker's. Je- what if we gave him jeans? They were like, no, we can't. We cannot wear jeans. <laughs> Which, uh, actually, looping it back around to Skylanders and Disney Infinity Luke talking, Levi it was like... Uh-uh. Luke Skywalker? Yeah, very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Sorry. Never, no, it's fine. Never mind. I uh, can't top that. <laughs> no, um, see, but I don't want to know what you were saying now. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, like, one of the, I mean, Skylanders and, and Disney Infinity, and Lego, I don't think we really, and Lego Dimensions, I don't think we really mentioned, kind of, and ultimately failed, and one of the reasons... Uh, well, the, the the big reason is that, like, the market just never grew. It was like Skylanders happened and then six other people came into the scene and that and everybody bought into it. But, like, it was just the same audience buying more of it. So it's right. just like, you know, one third as many people were buying each individual game. Um, but one of the other things, too, would like I remember being like a real sticking point with Disney Infinity at the time was that you could not allow character like uh, except for in what was literally called the toy box mode. Mm-hmm. Other characters could not interact with each other across franchise. You couldn't mm. have Jack Sparrow hanging out with um, Iron Man and um, Yoda or whatever. Like they weren't allowed to you weren't allowed to use your toys whenever you wanted to and mash them together, which is like the entire thing about those things is that you pick up your toy and you put it on the portal of power or whatever they call it and then you play as them but they were really like nope sorry like wrong wrong brand please uh check out our brand bible real quick uh six-year-old child yeah we'll Uh, send you the pdf it's 755 pages uh right fun tim and and so like the idea that they've maybe relaxed on that stuff a little bit is kind of is kind of cool yeah there is there's just something there's something that is uniquely Buck Wild to turning a corner, which this happens all the time. This game is also doesn't even attempt to be balanced, which like (laughs) at a certain point gets to be really good because you'll get a lightsaber will come around a corner and you won't know how or why you've been killed. (laughs) Um, But just there's something to being in a corridor and turning a corner and fucking General Grievous and <laughs> Kylo Ren are running at you and you're just a guy and you're like, well, fuck, I guess I'm gonna die now. And then you do just die. And that's it. Like, you just have to, like, respawn. It's just very funny. To wow. Me. Oh, boy. I mean, um, everybody should play the 74-year-old game. <laughs> you know, it, people seem to be jumping back onto it. I keep hearing, like, people talking about it, it like, for the first time in literal years. And I'm like, man, you know, maybe. 
Shit. Ewok uh, hunter. Yeah, maybe we should hunt some Ewoks. Or actually, I think that, that I think that's a bait and switch. I think it's like Ewok hunt, and you think, oh, I'm gonna hunt some Ewoks, but no, the Ewoks hunt you. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. love that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on Rebel Endor, huh. the Ewoks hunt you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. <clears throat> Good. Uh, Merit, have you been playing any old games? Uh, have I been playing any games? Not. Not like, I mean, Destiny Two is technically an old game. It's <laughs> technically an old indie game. Um, yeah, <laughs> it technically is. And, oh, uh, you've also been watching an old show. If you want to talk about that, yeah. So my Destiny update, real quick, is uh, yeah, I'm still just playing with my clan and uh, having some good times, doing raids and stuff. Wow, oh, having yeah. a lot of people around to play that game with makes it a very different game. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have guessed that it's better when played in the intended way? Um, but yeah, I know it's been really fun. Uh, it's been all fucked up today. Apparently, uh, they tried to update something and it just broke everything. And so they're, they took everybody's money. They away. took everyone's money away. <laughs> which, like, can you imagine if they just like accidentally deleted everyone's accounts? I would just be like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I guess I don't I'm have free. to. I, I don't have to play <laughs> Destiny anymore. Um, no, I mean like. Uh, it's actually been super enjoyable, and uh, yeah, I wrote too much about what I would want a future season of the game to look like uh, on the site, and you can read that there. Basically, I, I'm like, because we're like six weeks away from the next season, and I'm like, please bring back some of the many plot threads that have sort of been just like left dangling like please address any of these in a way that is more than just like okay actually you might have missed this because it was just released in the lore of a ship from Uh eververse that you had to buy with real money otherwise you would not have seen this (laughs) basically (laughs) so do you remember aldrin sav who's like the antagonist of forsaken yeah, mm-hmm. the guy who oh. died and then became a guardian, apparently. Yeah, oh yeah, so there's that. He kills Cade, and then your whole thing is trying to get revenge on him. And uh, then there's like a secret cutscene uh, in Forsaken where it shows him becoming a guardian. And like, it's really a pain in the ass to get. And I watched it on YouTube. But uh, then in this ship description from December, it basically is talking about how um, because when guardians are brought back to life, they have no memory of their past life. So right. all he knows is that if he ever shows his face, other guardians like harass him and like try to fight him and spit on him and stuff. So he's basically just like living in a shipping container on his own um, with his ghost and is just like really sad and doesn't know why everyone hates him. And sucks. you wouldn't know that if you didn't read the lore for this ship, which like fucking sucks. Like, that's a big, cool plot element. Like, bring that back. Instead, we're like, uh, no, it's the time machine now. We have to do a time machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I also, will say like, the ending of the time machine stuff was kind of cool because, like, oh. do you know what happens? No. You, uh... Spoiler guess, warning for... Spoiler for warning for an event that season. is no longer accessible in Destiny oh, really? 2. Okay, never As of this. today, uh, you find your own grave... Um, oh, word? word? Oh, yeah. okay. So you find, you're basically going through the, the vaults of time and you keep finding this, like, this gravesite, but whenever you approach it, like, you get a piece of lore, but then you're, like, sent back. Like, you can't ever, like, actually get to it. And then when you find, like, the final vault, it's, um, you go up to it and, um, 
there's a literally like a press F to pay respects thing. Um, <laughs> and then when you do that, you hear St. Fortine giving your eulogy. Um, Whoa. And what? It, and he's like, oh, I've left like the broken remnants of one of their favorite weapons here. Like, please don't take it unless you're still out there. And I'm like, in that case, you know, take it and reforge it and we will defeat whatever killed you. Um, is and this then Bastion. That's Bastion. Yeah. That's okay. so that starts that exotic quest. But like that was kind of cool. Um yeah. that's super cool. Um, can exos spit? Uh, they can eat. Yeah, I think they, they, can. they can eat. Now, do they have spit? Hmm. That's because, a very because, good question. Because in the in there are many instances of Cade talking about how much that fucker loved ramen. Mm-hmm. Loved that yes. cool soup. Now, I guess this is a two-part question. Where did the ramen go when he <laughs> ate it? <laughs> like, where did his body we, did it go? We need go? to get a bife on this one. Uh, the yeah, Destiny Lore expert. Spit. I'm sure he has a video of, like, where does the ramen... Just titled, where does the ramen go? <laughs> um, if he doesn't, we should make that video. <laughs> do exo, I'm going to search, do exo, eat. We'll reach out to Bungie. Ask them for an official statement about this uh, pressing question. Oh, basically, okay. I think the answer is uh, that they don't actually need to eat. Right. But when they design the exos, they design them with like human habits, like eating as like a a protection uh, against what? the human mind like going crazy and rejecting so the body reject it like a fucking organ no i mean that that also does still happen that's why like uh they have to reset themselves like that number yeah. is how many times they've been rebooted and how right. their mind wiped uh but i guess it happens less quickly if they eat ramen i don't know wow wild well i love learning <laughs> <laughs> love to learn, love to learn. I'm reading a post that says, uh, do they, and also this person is tagged lore scholar, and I don't know <laughs> what that means on the Destiny lore Reddit, but this Glamdring uh, 804 says, do they need to eat, sleep, and drink? Probably not. But as others have pointed out, having human mannerisms and traits makes it easier for the consciousness to adapt to the exo body. Female exos likely have breasts for the same reason. What? Okay, well... To make their bodies match their self-image. It's also fairly safe to assume exos have mechanical genitalia, since sexuality <laughs> is a pretty important part of the human psyche. I mean... Uh, so I'm going to leave Destiny there, and... Uh, it's a lot to unpack there. Uh, yeah, I started watching Venture Bros, which... Um, nice. Yeah, everyone in the world was right. It's very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not that I was like resisting watching it for a long time. I think I tried like five or six years ago, and for some reason I just bounced off it. Like I, I don't know why. I don't remember why. But those um, very early episodes are like a very different thing from what that show eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah because the thing with that show is like it. My impression of it was that oh, it's like a Johnny Quest parody like that's johnny quest literally in that show <laughs> he is literally yeah there's a johnny quest xp uh who shows up and and that character is interesting because he is like i feel like that character is a parody of the idea of a johnny quest parody because right. he's like oh wouldn't it be fucked up if johnny quest grew up and like got addicted to drugs and had all this trauma around his dad and like 
that's sort of where Venture Bros starts, but like yeah. it moves away from that and just becomes like its own world with like interesting characters and like plots and relationships. And then they're like, oh yeah, Johnny Quest is that. Um, haha, like this is what a dipshit would do if they were making this show. Um and yeah, it's it's just like it's very funny, but it almost like doesn't even always need to be. Right. Yeah. Because it's just like I I'm just like invested in these characters. That that show has like some of the like wildest character growth of like maybe any serialized piece of fiction in like the last 10 years in some cases. Like the characters don't grow very quickly all the time, but like it is so centrally focused on the character growth, I guess, is maybe the way to put it. Because it's like, yeah, at a certain point, like, because the joke is that the, the characters are so inept about, like, doing, like, big plot stuff that it's just a character study for most of it. It's, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I have not kept up on it in a long time, but I, I really love that show. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I think, just sort of power my way through. I'm only on season three, so I have quite okay. a ways to go. But um, it's nice because... Famously, that show is produced so infrequently because it really is just as the two guys, right. aside, from, aside from the animation stuff, which is done um, out of the country. But it's really just the two people and they only make it when they like feel like doing it, which is good. Uh, but I have like all seven seasons or whatever just waiting for me. And yeah, uh, it's yeah, very exciting. Some of it is better than some else some other of it i don't know what that sentence is uh it's not always perfect like it, it definitely there are some seasons that are kind of weaker than others but uh, mm -hmm. yeah that's a, a good ass show i also feel like i don't know i i can't stomach shows i can't stomach like the kind of the like post venture brothers post i don't know what's another show from around that time that was kind of like influential in that way i keep coming back to frisky dingo but that's probably not true what like aquatins um, or something maybe i'm just trying to think like c-lab C-Lab, not like less even the parody type stuff. I just mean more like I feel like a lot of people have like taken this kind of thing and run with it and like gone into directions I just do not care for. I oh, what, like, like fucked, like cartoon, but fucked up cartoon, but fucked up. I yeah. like Big Mouth and what if they uh, Bojack Horseman. What if they Big swore? Mouth is exactly there's, where I, what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah, there's definitely like half a dozen different shows that aired on like Comedy Central or like a bunch of different networks over the past decade that are just like, what if there was a superhero team, but like they fucking sucked at it. Right. And like the freak show up. was one from the, around that time. And then like, uh, Oh God. Well, yeah. 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 What was that comedy central one with like, they were the, it was like the real life, but with superhero characters and like Betty. Oh Hoop Jesus. A porky drawn pig together. Drawn, drawn together. together. Fucking, God, yeah. I hated that show. I, and I hate a lot of like the kind of second wave of that stuff that we have right now, but for some, and I, can't quite place my finger on like why I can't stomach something like Bojack Horseman, but like Venture Brothers really works for me. And I, I don't know if it's just like a certain level of earnestness that Isn't that show cynicism? has. Like maybe, maybe. Yeah. Cause I don't feel like Venture Brothers is a, maybe Merritt, you've watched it more recently than me. Maybe you can tell me, but like, I don't feel like that is a very cynical show. I feel like that is a, usually a pretty, a care, a show that is like invested in its yeah. central characters quite a lot. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. It's, um, I mean, it's kind of like jokey with the dark stuff. Um, yeah, it can be. Like Dr. Venture is just like a kind of an opportunist and like casually just like developing like weapons to sell to like governments and stuff. And it, they don't really like talk about that that much. But like, yeah, no, it, it's like it's definitely not dark 
in the same way that like a, a Bojack Horseman is. And I, I do like that show. I haven't watched the last couple of seasons, but it's like, yeah, it is a very different tone. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing too, is I would just maybe experience that at a different, very, a very different time in my life too. That was like when I was watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force and was yeah. like, oh, hell yeah. Carl's uh, wait, funny. Can I, can I read a bit from the critical reception set, uh, section of the drawn together Wikipedia page? <laughs> oh, oh God. I guess, God. please. Yeah. Also, this show aired uh, said three seasons. Um, right. <laughs> so uh, the pilot episode was given mediocre reviews, which mostly focused on its crudity. Um, the uh, USA Today said that the pilot pushed the limits of taste. Um, and then uh, the domination of Clara's racism in the story was criticized as being a weak attempt to send up racism while still showcasing its cruel excitement. Toots Cutting was praised as a good parody of self-harm presented on reality shows, oh but Spanky's flatulence was considered more disgusting than humor. <laughs> what a sentence! Oh. Spanky's flatulence was considered more disgusting than humorous. It's wild how things that set up to be smarter than South Park, which is a low bar to clear, end up way stupider than South Park. Like that show. Holy Christ, that show. And, and it's very funny, too, because like South Park is like the show, probably the show in history that is most convinced that it is the smartest thing on television. Yeah, it's like, sure. the, it, yeah, maybe I was going to mm, I don't need to get into Rick and Morty, but whatever, like the. South Park is like a show that is just like so convinced that it is above everything and that that's the that's the smartest to, route to take. And I think actually that's maybe the kind of the thing that I see in a lot of uh, stuff like Rick and Morty and Bojack Horseman. Sometimes it's like the, this idea that being sad all, it's like is the same as being smart or, or being better than other people. Because like, oh, if you're sad, that means you know that the world is fucked up. That means you've secretly seen you've taken the red pill. You've seen the real world. <laughs> Uh, and I think like there is so much media that is like that. And I think it all got funneled into like adult American animation <laughs> in the last 10 years. And it's really, really yeah, sad. We actually, we have a, an essay yeah. on the site, I think from like two months ago. Yeah. About basically this issue of how uh, adult animation in the U.S. has like come to mean like a pretty narrow sliver of like, if you compare the American adult an animation concept to like yeah um anime i guess it's like very narrow and like kind of boring and it's all just like oh man what if they said swears or what if like we fucking cut people's heads off and they're bloodshot everywhere right yeah. like yeah i mean okay thanks simpsons um <laughs> which doesn't yeah. isn't that egregious but that is sort of ground zero for this yeah, 100%. It's it's the, that's kind of the case with basically anything like this, right? Is like one one person like tries something and then everybody else sees it and takes the wrong lessons from it or they they think that they're take like they take one specific lesson. It's the JJ Abrams problem, right? JJ Abrams saw ET like 100 times when he was a kid and like was like, "You know what movies are? Lens flare." Mm. You know, the, <laughs> and and the people who like made South Parkers like uh saw the Simpsons and you're like, "Oh, you know what?" like adult cartoons are it's swearing and uh blood sometimes it's uh, cuss doing yeah it's cuss doing cuss doing podcast title names it's cuss doing <laughs> doing a cuss um doing yeah. a cuss i oh my gosh oh sorry. boy uh are you okay <laughs> okay <laughs> wow <laughs> Never mind. 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm just going to mark uh, that so we can cut those right out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to uh, move right on over to Danielle, who I haven't heard from in a minute on this thing, because I know you've been playing an old game. It's because I've been on the moon. Yeah. Uh, not the Where same moon the as games. the killer Ewoks, sadly. I'm not <laughs> on that moon. Uh, but I do have killer moon sharks on my moon. I have yes. uh Why moon did they sharks. put sharks on the moon? That seems like a mistake. <laughs> moon sharks are giant nightmare creatures, literally nightmare creatures, because uh, that's what they're uh, descended oh, from in the game. Yeah. Uh, that swim in uh, the moon dust when they hear you, and they come up and try to murder you with rocks. That's what they Danielle. do. Yeah. Danielle, you know what they are? Yeah. You can just say it. You can just say they're graboids. That they're what? They're graboids. What's a graboid? Did we not have an entire podcast? Maybe you weren't on that episode. We I, had think, a- I think that was Danielle. Uh, this is a Tremors thing, right? Because yeah. now <laughs> I know about Tremors because of this, because of working here. I think that was before we hired Danielle. I'm oh, was so that before sorry. we hired Danielle? No, that's my fault for not realizing. I, so I think sorry. I did a bit on a podcast. You should have nothing to apologize for. Uh, I did a bit on a podcast like several months ago where I went over the entire like biological processes of the Graboids from the Tremors franchise. We did it's talk nothing. about their life cycle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. They, they eventually evolve into ass blasters. It's fine. Tell me about Prey Moon okay. Crash. <laughs> I, well, I too evolved into an ass blaster because I've been playing so much Prey Moon Crash. So here's the quick and dirty. This is how this happened. Prey is a game I never shut the fuck up about. I know. I like that game a lot in uh, 2017. But it's a two and a half year old game, almost three years old now. Uh, and the reason why I'm playing it is because my partner Vicky started playing Prey. And I, I watched Vicky play a bunch of Prey, which has been interesting and really cool. And they love it. And that's awesome. And I was like, oh, shit, I never actually finished every achievement in Moon Crash. And very briefly, Moon Crash is like a really, really challenging sandbox mode, basically, that has five different characters, uh, whereas in the base game of Prey, you can kind of go down many different skill trees. It's an immersive sim, so you can use all kinds of different powers, all kinds of different sort of solutions to solve any given problem. Uh, Really kind of fun and creative and the type of game I really enjoy in general. But this has a sort of roguelike layer to it where you have different objectives and there are a lot of randomized elements even though the sort of architecture of the level is always the same there might be for example oh this area isn't powered so you're gonna have to go power that on adds an extra challenge oh this gun isn't in the same place oh there's radiation here so there's a lot of different elements kind of going on you have five different characters they all have kind of story objectives which is cool because the main game has a very cool story and interesting world but also has other objectives, like make sure you uh, escape in this particular way because you're right. always trying to escape the moon. The moon has had a disaster and you need to escape the moon, basically. Uh, I am completely in love with it, and uh, but I was having like a little bit of trouble. So I put something like 70, 70 hours into things because... I am an asshole, and uh, I, when I like a game, I never stop playing it. That's just a thing that happens. <laughs> but because I'm also a dumbass, uh, this part wasn't my fault. I actually got stuck on geometry in the game, like actually just stuck on like a fence. And in my frustration, I reset uh, the level. I thought I was just resetting like, you know, that run. Because again, it's a roguelike. Like you you reset the simulation pretty often. Right. No, I didn't. I erased my entire save. <laughs> oh, boy. So seven, 70 zero hours, huh? hours. Yeah, hey, we're gone. Hey, 
this seems like a recurring problem for you, honestly. Yeah, I mean, this uh, time it was my fault. What happened in Outer Wilds is legitimately not my fault. That game just <laughs> crashed and burned and took every piece of my heart with it, like, completely. This was this was actually kind of my fault. Like, I was just dumb. Like, I, I misinterpreted the term reset, and that's my fault. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, it brought back some bad memories. Um, but, like... I sat there and kind of pouted for a few minutes. I was like, oh, God, I put so much time into this, blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, fuck it. And I just restarted. And that was actually great because uh, I had that sort of classic thing where when you jump back into a fairly challenging game, uh, sort of like years after playing it or, or many months after playing it, you actually kind of forget a lot of things about the game. You forget a lot of details. You might have like a, a clear picture of where things are, but you might forget like, oh, I completely forgot, for example, that electrical elements will allow you to kind of short circuit the fences that that keep uh, aliens out of the various areas, but they also keep you out of the various areas. Yeah, it was just something I completely forgot. And that was a major thing. So going through the sort of easier tutorial area and, you know, kind of working through all the way from the beginning, I've actually made more progress now. I think I have like 22 hours in my current save. I have more progress now than I did in 70 hours previously, just because... I had whatever skills I kind of learned over the last few hours of playing it and then reset again, made a lot of progress, and I'm continuing to make a lot of progress. It's just the game is phenomenal. I I still think Prey is the best immersive sim ever made, uh, which is like my favorite genre. And this is the best sort of expression of like a, a, a really fully like sandbox mode in that kind of thing, which I play these games as a sandbox mode anyway. I play them six or seven <laughs> times, trying a different thing in every room, trying to see, oh, oh, what if I use the, the mind control power in this one? What if I use electricity in this one? What if I use just a weird glue gun combination? A glue gun is basically like a platforming gun. You can basically like yeah. make platforms anywhere. It's very cool. Uh, this mode really supports that type of play and actually like requires it. You can never just go into Moon Crash and just play any one way. It forces you to kind of think on your feet and create kind of new solutions to new problems all the time, which I have come to appreciate <laughs> over uh, the last few hours. So, yeah, it's I'm really, really enjoying it. I know it's not new. I know there's no news hook. I just, no, man, I just love yeah. this game. That's it's what the topic stuff. is, right? Like and it's actually. True. <laughs> it, it brings up like an interesting thing that I kind of wanted to ask you, which is that like, you know, one thing that it's the classic example is going in, into Dark Souls, right? And you fight a boss, you lo- you die, you lose, you die, you lose, you die, you lose, whatever. And then you come back the next day and you beat it on your first try. And yeah. like, it seems to me like that happened to you for an entire video game. <laughs> Just from the beginning. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Like, I really did kind of stall out, and I don't remember why I stopped. I'm sure I just had another assignment, another game I had to play, whatever it was. In This came out in June of 2018, I think. Uh, yeah, 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it came out a while ago, and, like, I played a bunch the, that summer, a whole bunch, and then probably just kind of left it there for a year and a half, and then kind of picked it up and was like, oh, yes, uh, but I'm already at, like, a particular level picking it up so yeah there's like a little bit of struggle there i was starting to actually make progress after a while but uh, this really kind of kind of eased me in kind of really eased me right back in which is not to say i want to erase a lot of save games but uh this one time it was okay (laughs) well and i wonder too because like 70 hours is probably longer than that game is meant to support (laughs) so i wonder if like 
uh, being able to kind of walk away from it for such a long amount of time, and this goes for probably any old hard video game, but walking away from it for a long enough time, you can come back, your brain has processed a lot of the basics, but I wonder, too, if... I don't know, maybe you had dumped a lot of your preconceptions and like, you know, bad habits that you had maybe developed over the course of like playing it the first time. And it's just like, okay, so I can go back in here and I know I I have recollection that I need to get to this spaceship to get off this place and that's it. But I I don't like tell myself, well, I need the wrench because uh, if I don't have the wrench, what am I even doing? Like I might as well just (laughs) not even be playing. And then you say like, actually, I can just use my psychic powers and get through here and just be willing to burn mana or whatever it is on that. And not have to, like, you know, think, oh, I need to always have this thing because it's what I'm used to. Because, you you know, you've dumped your preconceptions from your previous run. Mm. It's it's so funny because I actually, so I, I went back into it. I've been having so much fun with it. I even, I'm so kind of obsessed with it that I even went back to an old AGDQ run of mm. Moon Crash to, like, think about it differently. To sort of watch the player do it differently. And because there's so many random elements in the game, like it's never the same route through the game. Even speedrunners, they all have to either memorize or have a list in front of them of like particular spawns or what you do in this situation. Like the guy actually had a list in front of him. Like he he had his phone open in front of him for the like 96 spawns that these two bodies could be in that you need certain things for. So like I even like have been going back and watching a lot of that stuff to kind of understand it even better, which, again, that probably sounds uh, awful, but it's actually really fun for me. <laughs> like, I I, I feel like uh, this has happened more and more in the last few years, is that I've gotten worse and worse at doing the thing that's actually good for my job, which is, like, dipping into various games and just sort of, like, being like, oh, yes, I, I have these thoughts on this thing, versus my brain just wants to go in and play, let's see, I have 2,029 hours in Into the Breach. Oh, my God, Danielle. <laughs> I want to learn something and then I want to learn everything about it. Maybe it's jujitsu that's done this to me. Like maybe <laughs> I'm it's really just surprised that you've like never gotten into like a CCG or something. Into what? Into like a CCG or like anything mm, like that. Yeah. I know. I'm just so weird about what I find interesting and rewarding in, in terms of gameplay. Like I think that I ma- genuinely am a weirdo. Like I'm actually weird. No, no, no. I mean, that makes <laughs> sense. But like that, that desire to like, learn everything about a system like that's absolutely what yeah. what card games are about um, right but, but also i guess they're different in that like knowing everything is like basically a job and you have to like keep learning it yeah whereas like bandless and sing- cycling yeah whereas blocks. like a single player game you can actually just like dig into it t- as much as you want or as little as you want yeah yeah, it's Bam. a very it's a very like experimental thing for me too. I like not necessarily knowing, but figuring it out as I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoy figuring out strategic things in Into the Breach, but I never have to think five moves ahead. You never have to in that game. Like I'm right. not yeah. I'm not good at that, but I am very good at like on the fly tactical types of things, which I guess is exactly why <laughs> Mooncrash has gotten this far into my brain and and completely kind of put me in that mindset. I mean Honestly, I think like you and I are pretty similar in that way with a lot of games. I think we just get it maybe from different places because it's a lot of the same feeling I get from I've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast in the last couple of weeks. But Etrian Odyssey, I I get that same vibe from those games a lot where it's like deeply, deeply like specific turn orders and stuff and like you know uh this character is I mean Pokemon is the same way honestly with where it's like you have to worry about like okay I 
generally know that this character is faster than this character, so they're going to act first, and then they're going to, if they paralyze this big enemy, they're not going to be able to get off their, like, big AoE attack, so if they're, so then I can focus on doing damage with this other character who's a glass cannon, because normally I would have to block with them, because, <laughs> you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I just happen to get those out of, like, a lot of Atlas RPGs, like, like, Etrian Odyssey and, like, yeah. per- Persona, like, uh, Shin Megami Tensei and stuff like that, and I actually wish there was maybe more stuff like that. I feel like every time I find one of those, uh, kinds of games, uh, Invisible Ink is another, uh, great sure. example of this, I feel like it, so I was just like, yep, that game came out six years ago and they never made a sequel because that developer ended up making a way more successful thing that is like some survival game or something (laughs) that people like better. Uh, Shout outs to Don't Starve. Uh, Yeah, no, uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I do feel like a a total weirdo sometimes for not being satisfied by like what seems like other normal people who have tastes that otherwise align with mine really, really well, like in terms of TV, in terms of books, in terms of other types of uh, movies, experiences. But then I have these like weirdo, like experimental tastes, not experimental in terms of like actual, I mean, I do like some experimental games, but you know what I'm saying? Like, just like immersive Sims and tactics games only, please. Like there's a just bizarre feeling about that where I'm just like, man, I should, I should try to expand my horizons again. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe that's what the challenge is for February. You know, I have a birthday, new year, new me. Let's do it. Let's do it. Free yourself February. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, you the, know where else you can expand, expand your horizons in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yes. March. A so. game that I think is going to, I hope. And so your life? Thing, well, I hope it kills me. <laughs> I hope this video game comes to my home and ends me. Um, no, I, I just like listening to y'all. Like my brain doesn't do basically any of the things that you've described <laughs> for systems for systems based games yeah. like my brain only will like fall into that mode for stuff like rocket league or hmm. like nba 2k which is like it is my brain is active and i've probably put oh no my my cat just like jumped, not jumped. He like stood on his hind legs to punch a, a, an empty water bottle on yeah, my hell desk. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. That rules. Anyway, <laughs> um, but my brain like can't get into that mode for a systems based thing that isn't like Rocket League or Two K. I and I can't figure out why. And I want Animal Crossing to fill that space for me hmm. because I think Animal Crossing would be a good like bridge because I want to get into immersive Sims just because yeah. of how much Danielle talks about them. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'd like these games a lot in theory. I just like haven't been able to do it. Right. Um, well, I just want to like yeah. get there. I think this is maybe something we could all help each other with, uh, perhaps in a video series where we play games together that uh, (laughs) we didn't normally want to play. Well, Danielle, in your specific case, too, uh, Into the Breach was like your first real stab at tactics games, right? Like, it was kind of like one of the first times. I played that Mario and Rabbids game to 100%. Right, yeah. Because I liked that a lot. So that was my, like, baby's first step. But this is baby's first, like, uh, ultra marathon so there was <laughs> yeah. nothing in between <laughs> right and, and, and uh, it is but that makes me think too that like maybe you know for some of us on this call and myself included maybe maybe it is time to start trying out some for some new things and just kind of like do maybe maybe going back to old games tells us what we like about games in general and maybe can push us towards 
um, the new things that we want to try and maybe try and get into. Like Nikki can tr- maybe play an immersive sim in, t- uh, in 2020, the year of the immersive sim. They're yeah, definitely making a ton of them. <laughs> immersive sims are back, baby. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> you know, who knows? Death loop in stores someday. Who, who can say what's going to be? That weird West game is coming out one day also, I guess. Oh, right. Yeah. That's like a top-down immersive sim. Indie, is what they're kind of saying true indie immersive sim. Yeah. Also, there's like games like what's it called? Um, Pillars of Eternity Two Deadfire just came out on consoles or something like that, or Switch, I think. But there was a, the other top-down one that people love, Divinity Two, Divinity Original Sin Two. That game is like that, right? Like where it's that that's a game where it's like you can just choose to kill the main NPC quest giver right off the bat, and the game doesn't fail you for it. You can just keep playing, or you or it'll be like here's this big battle that you can have. And instead of like, you know, using your spells and fighting people, you can just like knock over a barrel of oil and then oil will fall out and then you can like shoot a lamp and the lamp will fall down and, you know, go on the oil. But it's still like turn based, Mm. um, like semi-tactical Planescape Torment Baldur's Gate style top down action. It's just presented that way, but it's still like doing the thing of like, here's 37 different ways to get past this argument or you just talk to them, et cetera, Mm. et cetera. Yeah. Um, maybe that's, that's a game you should try, that's Danielle. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> also you can play. Also, you can play as an undead person in those games, but people uh, freak out if they see undead people because they're like, "Oh, you're a skeleton." So, <laughs> yeah, you, that, you know what? That why. tracks. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> uh, but in that game, so in that game, you uh, if you're playing as a skeleton person to interact with most NPCs in that game, you have to be wearing a piece of armor on every single part of your body to cover up your skeleton bones. Uh, <laughs> oh no. But, but that game opens up with you, like, uh, washing up on shore after a shipwreck, and there's not, like, just armor hanging out or whatever. You can't just get a helmet. So the only helmet available to you if you're playing as a skeleton person is a bucket. You just have to play the first, like, three hours of that game with a bucket on your head, or any NPC you talk about will just run away or try to kill you immediately. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so maybe that's a game worth uh, checking out at some point in that respect. That sounds um, pretty awesome. Yeah. They should make another Virtua Tennis. <laughs> you know? This is this is this is related. I was trying to think about mm-hmm. yeah, it is. I was trying to think about about arcadey sports games that are in the vein of Rocket League that I could potentially start um, playing instead of Rocket League because I'm bad at that game now. Sure. Um, I'm I'm not sure if it's I'm bad at the game or if I've just like so thoroughly hit my ceiling on, of skill on that thing that it just doesn't bring me any um pleasure anymore right uh but like i would fuck up a tennis game right now there's there one just came out right there there was mario just a tennis new... no i don't like that new one is not my thing this no, seems there was like, like... There was, there's too much fighting game in that one exactly <laughs> yeah like the breaking rackets <laughs> thing is just like uh no there was like a there was a like virtua tennis-esque like you know fairly simple back and forth um kind of tennis game that just came out on Steam. I'm on Steam right tennis now. Tennis to... World. T- is it Tennis World Tour? No, A-O it's got a tennis. two in the title. I think. Um... A- adults only tennis oh, two. Yeah, AO Tennis two <laughs> that is, is, the, is the game. It's not uh... adults only tennis two. It's it's, it's Australian Open tennis. Two. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but that's that's supposed to be a really good one of those kinds of All games. Right. Well, maybe Perfect. maybe you need to check. I'm getting out. I'm getting big into tennis. How about you, Merit? Is there anything that you want to like kind of try and find more of or experience for the first time here in the next couple months here based on like what you've been playing lately? Um, I mean, I think I'm going to start playing Battlefront. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm just yeah. trying to decide right now if I should just, like, just sign up for basic origin for, like, five bucks just to try it or if I should just buy it. How much um, is it right now? It's, like, uh, 30 for, like, the basic one and 40 for the one that has all the all kinds of garbage in it. Hmm. Um, the, here's, here's my sell for EA access as a paid EA employee. This, that was a joke. That was a comedy joke. I'm not <laughs> paid for electronic um, if you get EA access, you get Titanfall two. So, um, I'd get that one. <laughs> Cause I'm Titanfall two is pretty fucking good. The game of rules. Still good. Still yeah. As good. it turns out, still enjoyable. Um, I, does anybody want to hear what I have been playing? I would love games? to hear. Was Please. it Titanfall two? Uh, it was not Titanfall Ooh. 2, sadly. I Man, what if I went back and played through the campaign of Titanfall 2 at some point? Yeah. Jeez. I would watch that, and I would play yeah. with you because I never played before. Yeah. yeah. You got that frontier defense mode that's like horde mode, but you have robots. Yes. It's pretty oh. good. It was. I spent like six months playing Titanfall 2 a couple years ago, yes. mostly so playing good. that mode. Yeah. Um, and it was so good. Yeah. It just man. feels so good to just like flip off walls and like shoot mm-hmm. your grappling hook and like... <sighs> What a good game. God. Hey, should we start playing Apex Legends again? Yeah. Yeah. And so I was literally just about to. Did you guys see that video that I posted yeah. uh, an yeah. article about the other day? It was kind of cringe. I'm not going to lie. I did not care for the tone of it, it whatsoever. Um, that was. I, in fact, wrote about that in my piece. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. They put, a, they put a game mode. Sorry, Stephen. I, I hey, promise no. I'll let you. They put a game mode in the game. Um, and I think it might be over now. Where instead of playing as any of the heroes, you play, sorry, of the legends, you played as the the shooting dummy from the test facility. What? Um, so it was, you had your, they gave, the best part is that they still gave you the character select screen, but it was a different, like, it was a rainbow of dummies, and they all had Bangalore's character intro, so it was just a faceless, like, wow. featureless mannequin, basically, holding a rifle, doing the Bangalore, like, bullet flip. Um, and then it, every single person in the game was the exact same character, and you, your ability was you you pointed at the ground and threw a random object at the ground. <laughs> like, um, what, so sometimes it would be health. Apples? Sometimes it would be no. Sometimes it would be health. Sometimes it would be oh. fucking like I don't know a scope for a gun. Sometimes it would be a gun. Sometimes it would just be ammo. And then when you would use your your ultimate. Um, it, like one of four things could happen. It could either do like an AOE heal of your entire squad, and from what I can tell, it also healed enemies that were in the <laughs> radius, which is pretty fun. Or, and this one was my favorite: you use your ult, and just a bunch of items explode out of you, and it was called just like a loot pinata. Um, mm. and that was good, but I think it might be over now. Yeah, that's kind of one of the things with that game that makes it kind of hard for me to jump back in and out of is that like they're so um committed to the whole idea of like having of a Fortnite-esque kind of like no if you're not in this season you just don't get to see that map if you're not in yeah. this season you don't get that mode um which is just not a thing that i particularly care for i just kind of like having the content there you know yeah next season they're moving to like half of the season is going to be on the old on king's canyon right right yeah and it'll be it'll the be the second the, half will be on this new map it's the other way around, but yeah. yeah oh, it, okay, yeah. Old for new map first, then old map at some point. Yeah. Um, hmm. And I think they might be doing some changes to King's Canyon. I'm not sure. Uh, that new character... Putting Titans in it, finally. Fuck, don't even fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> if 
because like I remember like when the Apex Legends came out like January of last year and they were like, yeah, we're still working on like the next game in the Titanfall universe and it's going to be out this fall or whatever. And that they just never acknowledge that. And now it's January 28th. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We should maybe. I don't know, check back in on that game at some point, though. That was... Yes. It's, a, it's still a good game. Like, it's still a good game. Still good. It's still, um, it's still a good game, though. <clears throat> God, I just tried to sign are... up for Origin, and it uh, crashed It crashed Safari. Perfect. So, <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, boy. Uh, it was like, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do this. <laughs> Why would you do this to yourself? Don't do this. Um, yeah, welcome to being a PC gamer, Merritt. It, it's not it's not actually worrying about like a dorks on Reddit making fun of your rig. It's actually having to sign up for 37 different um storefronts now. I love now. it. I love oh. I love the fraction fractalization, you know, of the all that stuff. Yeah, and remember? what's actually Oh, sorry, sorry. go ahead. I was going to say if you do you remember those horrible ads, just the worst ads, they would be an EGM that were like some people are console gamers, and some people have seen real breasts. Like, oh, really yeah. fucking uh-huh. just the Wait, worst. What were, what were they ads for? Like, being a PC gamer. But, like, oh, how is that? Graphics cards. It was from okay, big, cards, big, yeah. big Gateway. Big Gateway <laughs> was fucking was. paying for these ads. Yeah, oh before Dude, You're Getting Adele, this is what they had. <laughs> oh, Oh boy! Does Gateway still make computers? Maximum PC like, or something? God bought. damn it! Or something. Like, I have. I just like this. the idea of ads like being placed by just like PC gamer people, like <laughs> not for just for the idea of being a PC oh. gamer. Oh, Merritt, that still happens. It's it's weird, random sponsored tweets that you get from somebody with 148 followers now on Twitter. That's what it has evolved into. That oh. that because that happens now. I see. I love the future. I love living in it. Now, I mean, y'all... it is bright. It is so bright that I do have to wear shades. So, <laughs> y'all remember? Sorry, sorry. Y'all remember Gateway, right? The computer brand that was like cow. Yeah. Yes. Wait, yes. is that not Dell? I thought Dell was the cow. No, Gateway is cow. Okay. Now that company from 1985 to 1998 was called Gateway 2000. (laughs) They stopped being called Gateway 2000 (laughs) in 1998. Uh, At which point they renamed themselves to Gateway Incorporated. They were like, wow, we really got to get ahead of this whole Y2K bug thing. Like the PR (laughs) is going to fucking destroy us. God. Uh, Anyway, Acer owns it now. I, th- I figured that somebody probably had bought them because it's like the same with like Alienware is owned by Dell now. Like yeah. it, like everything else in the world. It's the thing that Disney did where they just bought everything that happened. That has happened in every industry around us. We just don't pay as close attention to it because it's not Disney. Um, uh-huh. It's just we just there are actually only three corporations in the world. One of them owns us um, and Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> God, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, anyway, I've completely blown past my original segue here, but I played games. I don't know. <laughs> What'd you play? Uh, who could say? Um, I beat Etrian Odyssey 5. Wow. How was that? Talked about How many fish week. did you catch? I caught a lot of fish. Um, <laughs> I eventually had to start, li- this is not a joke, I literally had to start throwing away fish at a certain point because my inventory had too many fucking fish in it. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, because of it, at a certain point, there's like a side quest you can do where you can like get a, uh, I think it's a chicken. It's like, like some kind of like rooster type thing that you can bring back to like your hometown. And then every three days when you rest at the inn, the chicken has brought like a fresh supply of fish for you. So you can just auto fish mm. basically. Uh, cause there's a whole cooking mini game in that game. Um, so you, mm-hmm. wait a second. Mm-hmm. Um, the chicken doesn't like lay eggs, which would be sort of the traditional source of food from a chicken. Oh. It catches fish for you. Oh yeah. Merit, there are two separate chickens. One lays eggs, one catches fish. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, I see. They're two Everyone breeds. Everyone knows that there are two <laughs> separate two chickens. Two kinds of chickens. <laughs> There's fish chicken and other chicken. Possible titles. <laughs> two kinds of chickens. Um... Yeah, so I beat that game. Fish chicken, other chicken. Fish chicken, other chicken. No vegan chicken, weirdly enough. There's no chicken. Because you can't call it chicken. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no, I beat that game, but I didn't really beat it because like a lot of Japanese video games, it does the thing where uh, you beat it, then credits roll, and then they're like, actually, there's like seven more levels after this in the post game, (laughs) if you want to play those. Uh, and but I did just close the app on <laughs> my 3DS. So I was that's done with that. That's the correct decision. When the credits roll, that's it. You're not. Yeah, no. you won. You yeah, won. The, the only exception that I've made for that is Monster Hunter, which does have about 17 different credits after you get through the second expansion um, or the first expansion. There's only one. <clears throat> uh, so I, I beat that. Uh, as far as I'm going to beat it, I, I, I played a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of Etrian Odyssey Nexus, which is the one that came out last year. Uh, I don't have anything to say about that. It's more Etrian Odyssey. Um, oh, the other old game that I played that is technically a new game, uh, that I didn't get around to talking about last week because we had bigger, uh, topics to go over was a little bit of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. What is that? Hashtag FE. Hashtag FE. It's the, but it's like the musical note version of the hashtag sharp. Why is it sharp? Why did they put sharp in the title? Shart? What? Yeah, it's sharp. No sharp. Yeah, yeah. Sharp. No. Like yeah, like F sharp. Yeah, you know when you sharp and then they the record sh- it and it's a musical note? note, right? That's the sharp note. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Second South only Park. to the brown note. Yeah. Um, I guess it is F E sharp. Oh, okay. Or That's sharp a- F E. I don't. But anyway, it's Tokyo Mirage yeah. Sessions. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> that game uh, still pretty good. Uh, as it turns out, it's it's uh, for people who don't know, it's a crossover. It was originally announced as literally Shin Megami Tensei cross Fire Emblem um, after Fire Emblem Awakening came out. And then they eventually changed it to its own branding. But, uh, you know, Krom's in that game. Um, now, is that the one they just added to Metal to Metal Gear? Never mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, you can play as him in Metal Gear right now. He <laughs> um, like hides in a box. It's really cool. Krom is literally in Super Smash Brothers. Ultimate. Which one is Krom? He's the he's, he's the like the, generic dude. The one from... who has the blue hair. Yeah, he's the blue haired guy with a sword and fire. <laughs> no, yeah, I he's see. the guy who has blue hair, blue hair and a sword and blue armor. Uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, he is the, he's kind of the generic main dude from, uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. He's the guy who, like, who, who, like, tricked me into marrying him. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> because of the way that yeah. Awakening works with that. Yeah, uh-huh. This is, um, this is the man who ensorcelled me. <laughs> uh-huh, I was saving not, myself yeah. for the Mad King. Uh-huh. Uh, Krum took you away. And Krom was like you're my wife now also it's the future and we have a baby 
And yeah. I was just like, what? Oh, no. Wow. That that same thing happened to me, except uh, it happened he had to like a, everyone. <laughs> well, no, it, except it, for me, it had a it had uh, he because he auto marries whoever he has the highest level of relationship just with like in, in that game. Life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After he, uh, that's what they mean by biological clock is like once you get to a certain point, you just do like instantly marry someone. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get to a certain point in that game and he just auto marries whoever is like has the highest like relationship stat with him. And for me, it was Sully, who's that kind of like buff, uh, red haired horse lady in that game. Uh, who's got like uses a spear and stuff like that, and I was like, nah, <laughs> and like that is not the that is not the ship that I have uh, meticulously plotted out in this game. So I did this reload my. This isn't the arranged marriage I have planned. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I am going to breed you like Pokemon to get the best stats by the end of this because you do get children from the that future. That is what those games are about. Yep, it sure is. Wow. So that's Crom. He's in this game. <laughs> he's in Tokyo Pride <laughs> Sessions. Except yeah, he's, he's not really boring. Yeah, except now he's a persona. Oh, he's a, oh. yeah, he's a stand. What? Yeah, that's that... what persona is. Yeah, persona. Oh. Persona is just it's, no, no, up, Nikki. Like, do you not JoJo. know what a stand is? It's called a stand because it stands behind you. Doesn't that they explains won't... it? That explains yeah, everything. I get it. I get except, it. Except sometimes they're airplanes, and sometimes it's a sometimes computer. Sometimes it's in you. Sometimes it's just a part of you, so it doesn't stand at all. Sometimes it's your mm-hmm. hair. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. a stand. Yeah. Sometimes a stand can just be your hair. That's mm-hmm. it. Just your hair. Just sometimes, my hair. Sometimes you have a hole in your cheek, and that's your stand. Okay. Oh. And it makes you good at rock paper scissors. <laughs> okay, I what? see. I get it now. Or it can you be know, like it, an electrical tower that's trapped you inside of it. Yes. And that's sometimes power. your stand is mean to you. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So it's sometimes good, your stand is attached to your back, and if anybody else sees it, it will rip your skin off. And um, then it goes um, on to them. Yeah. And you die. Ah, oh, like it follows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah almost oh, literally, God. actually. But it's just yeah. looking instead of fucking. Yeah. I see. Um, yeah, I'm actually glad now that Atlas won't let me play Persona <laughs> on my Switch. Actually. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, no, so Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE, or FC Sharp, or whatever it is. <laughs> Sharp FE. Uh, Encore Edition is the Switch version of uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and it is structured almost exactly like a Shin Megami Tensei game. Not quite like a Persona game, because Persona games have those, like, forced time-forward uh, schedule things. This game does not have any of that. But it is set in, like, modern-day Tokyo with a bunch of teenagers like Persona is. It's a lot more lighthearted in a lot of spots than that, though. And it's all focused on, like, the Japanese idol industry. Your main character is the crumb of his own video game, which is to say he has blue hair and he's boring. Um, named Itsuki. Itsuki Aoi. Um, and he has a crush on a girl named Tsubasa who wants to become a Japanese idol. And, uh, also though, the reason she wants to become a Japanese idol is because, uh, her sister, along with 1000 other people in an opera house were raptured, uh, when she was 10 years old in front of her, uh, Yeah, so she was in an opera house watching her sister sing, and then everybody around her did just get disintegrated around her. And she was like, well, to uh, honor my sister's memory, I want to become a Japanese idol as well. Um, and that's when you—that's when the Fire Emblem stuff starts happening, because it's like the Fire Emblem characters have come over to our world, the world of the reality, uh, but they can only appear as weird ghosts that give people magical powers. And some of them are evil and want to suck out people's souls, which they call Performa. Yeah. It's like, if they want to harvest your, like, ability to, 
I don't know, like be good at dancing and singing and stuff. Um, and so Damn. they literally, and it's actually kind of presented in like a little bit of a cool way sometimes because this game has a really interesting way of handling like large groups of people and crowds and stuff. Because it was a Wii U game originally, not the most right. Powerful. Aren't they like kind of like multicolored silhouettes or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like dozens upon dozens of like uh, pastel silhouettes. Like they're they're very right. pastel color, like pinks and blues and and purples and greens. Uh, and then when their souls get sucked out, uh, they turn gray and fall to the ground, presumably dead. It's never actually explained very well because <laughs> sometimes worry they about do, it. Yeah. Uh huh. Because sometimes they do uh, get possessed instead. And sometimes they're just like raptured and disappear forever. Uh, and yeah, so like these these characters eventually start to like fuse their souls with the Fire Emblem characters, the good Fire Emblem characters to fight back against the evil Fire Emblem characters. And it's mostly mm. Fire Emblem Awakening characters because that's what was popular at the time. Yeah. Uh, and it's like cool. It's 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 a really good uh, Atlas style dungeon crawler. Um, it's mm-hmm. a little bit slow to get going. It uses a very uh similar even though it's not structured like a persona necessarily um it uses very similar combat system where it's all based on like getting extra actions out of attacking weaknesses um i like it a lot it's a it's a game that takes a long time to get going for people who uh maybe are worried about that or for who that might be a deciding factor uh because this game has some new stuff in it the switch version has some new stuff in it, but it is very, very, very slow to dole out its new mechanics over time from one dungeon to the next. So it's a long time before you see any of the new stuff that was added in this Switch version, basically. Got it. Nice. I feel like they should, and by they I mean people who make video games, should maybe, maybe this is a dumb idea. Would it be... You know how, Danielle, you were talking about, because this is it's the same way for me. My first like real tactics game that I played was Mario and Rabbids, yeah. which is like kind of like a tinier, smaller experience um, that kind of get hits all of the buttons. Like it, it gets to all of the points of a bigger tactics game like XCOM, but in a way that is much more accessible, is like a smaller scale persona, something that could exist. In a way that was like, this is like a 15 or 20 hour long thing instead of being a 50 to 60 hour long thing. Right. But it was like a smaller, more easily consumed like side story that is like, this is why people like Persona and games of this ilk. Like, and you should maybe play this one if you want to figure out whether or not you like these kinds of games. And if you like playing, if you get through the entirety of this smaller thing, and then you decide that you like it, then we have 74 Persona games for you. Yeah. Because um, that's the thing that has like put me off so many times from those games. And it's like, if it takes so long to get going, then I'm afraid that I'm going to check out before it even starts to get good. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. I, uh, I think the appeal of something like a Persona, and I actually think Persona 5 is maybe the worst offender in not doing this well. Um, Persona 5 has a lot of problems, but I think that's one of the biggest things in that game is that it just fucking does not let you get into the action at all. Um, But uh, the hope with those kinds of games a lot of the time is that you will just be drawn in by the characters enough that you will want to continue to learn about them because especially with Persona games, they have like gamified your relationships with characters as I right. think I've not listened to the most recent episode of Papal Bull Resurre- Resurrection, but the title <laughs> of it does mention social linking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's actually a scene in that episode where, uh, 
John Malkovich's character is talking to this cardinal guy and he's like, I would like very much to be your friend. And then he's like, as your friend, I would like to tell you that something about my brother. And then like the other character is like, oh, well, what about this? And like asks a question about it. And he's like, we are not yet good enough friends for me to tell you that. <laughs> and it's just like literally a fucking video game, like uh-huh. social interaction. And um, so, yeah, you have to level up your your social links with God. You know, and that whole concept in, in and of itself, like that's not exclusive to those games either. Like if people, if you like the things in say Mass Effect, if you like the, if you like getting to know people in those games, it's kind of very similar structure, just a lot more of that kind of stuff where it's just like, uh, you can't uh, have sex with Garrus because he's calibrating guns. Uh, Except it'll be like, you can't talk to this, um, old couple that runs a bookstore about their son who died uh, because you haven't um, helped them clean their store enough yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Persona 3. It's very good. Uh, yeah, I th- again, this game does not have that, that social element stuff to it at all, so uh, if that is specifically what you're looking for, that is not re- necessarily here. Like, this game... It's, you know, has a look. It ha- you know it has a style, and I think it mostly trades on its style more than it necessarily trades on uh, the personality of like a or or the the like interpersonal relationships of a persona. That's uh, awesome. Which does not help your problem at all, Nikki. I'm very no, sorry. No, it doesn't. But one day <laughs> they'll make a video game for me. Finally, I mean, I think the thing that you're maybe asking for, I, I don't know about the combat end of things like that, but if you want just like the persona style, like getting to know people things in a very short condensed form it's visual novels i see the click ones the ones where i click yeah clickies i like click yeah clickers Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes clickers like social clickers Uh uh-huh social clickers that's that's Uh, what it is right (laughs) move to uh rename metroidvania to search action game move to change visual novel to social clickers social clickers (laughs) the relationship number go up i mean first person shooters are just head clickers really Mm -hmm. they are Mm -hmm. right you just click because that's all you you just click the heads it's really easy the only yeah. reason the only Great. reason we're not in Call of Duty League is because we're we just don't want to be. I've yeah. got other things to click on. Just click on forehead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we have, I have to click on this anime girl until she's willing to t- open up her heart to me. Uh so please. Yeah. So, you know, you can have your games. guns. <laughs> play real video games. <laughs> oh boy. Um I'm going to I I need to let you know something. Yeah. I need to I need to let y'all know something that uh I I got a little bit obsessed with the idea of the um the like the dirty breast ad the uh mm-hmm. for video games and so yeah. I I've been looking for it specifically but I found this instead Googling dirty breasts on yeah. uh, <laughs> the internet I, I, you have to click through for that um but it should show you another I found this exact Where? thread I what? wrote I wrote a fucking like two papers in college using this exact NeoGAF thread as like a resource when I was looking for images. So I'm I'm seeing a, okay, so there's like a tennis. There's the tennis butt that starts it all. Is this Mm -hmm. a Sega Genesis game? It's a Mega Drive game and it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just a tennis player with her ass out. Yeah. Yeah, which and, is uh, I don't know. I I don't play tennis. Is that normal? Wait, can no. I wait? Can I just read some of the please? Yeah, the comments, please. The comments, like the the ad or the um 
you know, the, the blurbs that they put. Yeah. Davis Cup is the cream of tennis games. Oh, I get it. That's yeah. Megatech. Uh, mm-hmm. By far the finest Mega Drive tennis sim yet by you fools. That's from Mean Machines. Thank you. And <laughs> lastly, the definitive tennis game is here at last. Fast loads of shots to choose from and highly addictive from Sega Power. He only gave it an 89. Yeah. They gave it an 89. Uh, uh, can we also look at the, uh, uh, let's see, it's a, from your favorite Sega Saturn. Oh, I love this uh, one. I th- love this one That one's one a so good much. one. That's a classic. I remember seeing yeah. this in like a fucking Game Pro. Yep. Which one is this? Sorry. It's, oh, there's uh, a beautiful naked woman on this page. In case oh. you didn't notice, because you were so distracted by the Sega I was distracted Saturn. by Mortal Kombat 3 and yeah. Battle Arena Toshenden. <laughs> Some of these I definitely have seen before. I've definitely I do. seen Gotcha. <laughs> I do love, the, I mean, the genre of ads that's like, woman mad because like her husband won't fuck her because he's busy playing video games it's, mm-hmm. it's really funny it's like hilarious. this guy this man who's like playing the neo geo in such a way as to suggest <laughs> that he is jacking off he's like the controller basically like, uh, yeah he's like leaning back with it at his crotch and like he's sort of balancing because the neo geo had like those like fight sticks basically so he's kind yeah. of like, balancing it against his body also, though, I mean, like, Neo Geo at the time cost, like, $1,000 or something. Right. So, like, I mean, yeah, he's got to play it to get his money worth, you know? It's really Neo true. Geo also had, I don't know if it is probably on here somewhere, but this thread is very long. My, my favorite Neo Geo ad ever was, like, a picture of a, like, pair of uh, ball bearings held together by string. And it said, you're going to need a pair of these. And then it had a picture of a Neo Geo oh, to play yeah. one of these. I remember that one. Oh, my God. Also, I'm sorry, there's a Sonic the Hedgehog ad in here that just has, like, human testicles just hanging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just saw balls. that one. Just balls. It, it's not just Sonic without just balls. Podcast titles, just <laughs> balls. All right. Uh, yes, the Se- okay, the Sega Game Gear only with Sonic plus Sonic 2 plus AC adapter, £129.99. To be this good takes ages. To be this good takes Sega yeah. Which pair will be the biggest on the beach this summer? And it is a cartoon uh, lady's boobs and then a cartoon man's hairy, very hairy ball. Yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of hair. Oh, boy. Um, do you remember? I mean, I know everyone has talked about this, but like, you know, you remember the era where they were like, no, what people like isn't, isn't like titties. It isn't yeah. balls. It isn't jokes like that. It's just no. like a jar full of toenail clippings. That's what yes. gamers oh, love. Yeah. We're going to sell Yoshi's Island with just like a disgusting splattered ad with like a to- jar of toenails and that's it. Uh-huh. And the big barfing man? The big the barfing, barfing man. man. The barfing man. Who eats so much that he explodes in barf explosion? That was a, mm. a Yoshi's Island ad too. Was it now? Oh, because yeah. he, sh- he shoots the egg. That was a, that was a, a video ad. Uh, but Ooh, yeah, and there was also I, the, mm. the puke bag from uh, Star Fox 64. There was like barf running down the bag. Oh, God. I don't like this, yeah, Danielle. If you weren't like, like uh, uh, an aware uh, gamer in the early to mid 90s, you, you haven't lived. That was oh, me. Do you remember the, uh, <laughs> DO, the DOA uh, beach volleyball ad? 
Oh, which oh! one? Well, yes. there, it's like a bunch of guys sitting on a couch and they're just like kind of like leaning back and forth. Okay. They're like just all like, I, I'm watching it right now. They're just all like leaned in and just like licking their lips when the character does the move. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. they're all just enjoying it together, you know? The, yeah, yeah, just like just guys being dudes, as they say. <laughs> Um, oh. my the the DOA ad that always that I always remembered was one that I believe ran on G4 TV because I can't imagine any other network would have run it. Um, but it was I think it wow, was for- you're being so rude to Spike. <laughs> That's fair. You know what? You know Spike probably would have run it as well. They did run the Game Awards for a hot minute there. Yeah. Um, oh, it's true. There, uh, it was the, God, it, I have no idea. I think it was Dead or Alive Ultimate, 3 Ultimate or something like that, or 4. No, it couldn't have been 4 because it was pre-Xbox 360, but it was basically, like, uh, the, the joke was, like, it was, like, Playboy, I read it for the articles. Like, it was, like, uh, this guy, one guy I on a couch. I remember that, mm-hmm, yeah. Like, explaining, and, like, oh, I do it for, like, the, uh, you know, I just, I just really like the deep fighting mechanics and the, you know, uh, competitive scene and, you know, it's the amazing graphics and stuff like that. And then the, like, they interview his like other weird, uh, stoner friends sitting next to him. And they ask like, what do you like about dead or alive? And they, one of them says like, she kicks high. Oh, and he says it exactly like that. She kicks high. <laughs> I remember oh. that. Hey, do you know about all the Gex ads where, yes. um, he's just kind of there, like, isn't there a Gex ad where he's pissing? Gex there, there's a Gex ad where he's pissing. cupping the breasts of his. Uh, I do remember that. Coaster. Wait, what? I guess? Pump. Mm? That's oh. a real one. Oh, I do see. He's like holding oh, them up. Okay, this. Yeah. I'm gonna paste an ad into the Discord right now. This is an ad for uh, Killer Instinct on the okay. SNES. This yeah. is like prime era of Nintendo power for me. This is like what I remember. Um, seeing like every time i went to the library to get an, an issue of nintendo power because i did not have a subscription yeah. um this like these font choices and the colors and just like the focusing on a big picture of meat of yeah. raw meat oh. uh-huh. yeah. yeah see because chuck chuck, it's killer. chuck that's chuck that's what happened to him he he played killer instinct and got too many cyber gashes to the groin Right. Yeah, he died. He, the, the, the Super Nintendo killed him. <laughs> it killed him. Oh, don't worry, but all is not lost because with his Killer Instinct cartridge, he got a Killer Cuts game music CD and a free limited edition cap. Oh, that's good. He can wear the hat in hell. <laughs> He'll be okay. <laughs> hell, yeah. Uh, also, yeah, there's yeah, this, this. Oh, it's Gex 3, specifically. Gex 3. If people, if people uh, want to find this. Gex. Yep. And the Wait. tail is suggestively up. Oh, I wouldn't have even put that. Thank you, Danielle, for pointing that out. I would not have uh, picked up on the subtle imagery going on here. (laughs) Get reacquainted with an all-new Gex and his Miss, capital M, Adventures, capital A. Is that the name of the character? I don't think she was even in the game. Was she? I doubt it. Is this, oh, is, did Gex beat Sonic 2006 to having, like, an anthropomorphic animal character kissing a human lady? I mean, Almost. this is second base, officially. Yeah, That's Gex true. did it yeah. first. Everyone knows this. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could you, do this all day, but... We really I mean, could. There's yeah, so much. I'm so sorry. I brought the discourse down. We were talking about mechanics and, and systems, and then I was like, remember the tits? I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> you know, we always need to... i ruined it all. <laughs> no, no, no. This is important. <laughs> Archival work we're doing right now. That's um, what yeah. it is. This is what librarians do. 
Yeah, we... they I, librarians talk about JPEGs on an audio only experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we want to bring it home with a podcast listener question? Sure. Yes. Uh, well, this is uh, this is our uh, very popular, very common segment on uh, Fan with the Fan by podcast that I definitely remember to mention to people uh, each and every week called our podcast listener email section. Rolls off the top. Yeah. You Sorry. Can- here's the here's the theme song for it. I really like that. Is that I it? think we should that, that it. and use it. <laughs> I think we should. Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the uh, email address that um, you definitely know about because I bring it up so often is podcast singular at fanbyte.com. Uh, if you have questions, comments, um, bad video game ads from the mid 90s that you want to share with us, uh, you can send them to there. I see them all. I look at them all. <clears throat> And this week we have a, a, a question that I think the, uh, really fits actually with some of the stuff we talked about earlier, because it's about an old game from Patrick. Uh, their question is very long, so I'm paraphrasing it here, but basically they're talking about Etrian Odyssey 1, the fir- very first Etrian Odyssey game, and like talking about how that game uh, in the end game, eventually uh, you meet like a village of characters in that game that you are like supposed to like fight through. They're like, hey, we live here in this dungeon. Please leave. Leave us alone. And then like the people in the game are like well no we can't like we need to video game we need to keep pushing through uh and make money and basically colonize this area and the end of that game is basically you have to like fuck over this indigenous population in this dungeon and that's like the only way to progress uh and patrick could not bring themselves to do it uh so they chose to not play that game they only found out what the exact wording was uh around it by watching an lp years later uh, and they were wondering if we have ever had a time where a game we were loving turned to ash in your hands like that. Uh, I've enjoyed some smaller games and the rare bigger game like the 2008 Prince of Persia where turning it off and walking away at a certain point felt like a choice the game acknowledged, but this seems different. Uh, anyway, fan with and Late Lunch have been great listening slash viewing. Keep it up and thanks for the knowledge. Thanks for the email. I'm yeah. trying to think. There was Same. a game. This is maybe not exactly what... Uh, this listener is uh, is asking for, but there was a game when I was uh, on the jury for the uh, the ID. What is it? The indie game? IDGF. IDG. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was on the uh, jury for that, I played a game that was like a dating sim, but God, I can't remember what it's called. Um, basically, what happened was like the date ended when your date died by accident because like she got food poisoning or something like that. Oh, okay. And, uh, that took about 10 minutes and then you're like, Oh shit. Okay. I (laughs) fucked up. I'm going to play it again. Um, and then there are additional options that time of like different things to do. Oh, and it becomes, yeah, it becomes clear that like no matter what you do, she definitely is going to die by the end of the date. It's like a Groundhog uh, Day situation with the homeless man. Right. And uh, it's like you just go to like greater and greater lengths to like prevent this from happening. And then you get to a point where you just have a conversation with her about like, so here's what's going on. Like, this is, this is the deal. Um, I'm playing this game and like, you're definitely Uh, going to die. And like, she's uh, like, well, could you not? Like, what if you just stop playing the game while oh. I live then? And 
I did. I stopped. And, yes. um, and yeah. I don't know what happens if you keep going. Um, but that was like, oh my God. Okay. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I will stop. Um, so I guess that was like a more conscious yeah. um, instance of that. That's cool. That was- though. Like that's, I like that. I think that fits really well for this. Right. Actually, because yeah. I was going to say Undertale does something very similar at the end of Undertale. There's a, mm. there's definitely like a if you get to the true ending of that game, there's a very much a moment of like the characters being like, "Hey, do not, do not like leave, like be done with this game. Like you have to, you have to stop. Um, and and please do not continue playing." Um, Undertale's good. Undertale is good, but that again is isn't quite the same thing of like. Uh, ah, yeah. this game. Uh, this game just suddenly blindsided me with awful politics or something like that. Okay, yeah, I guess I don't remember what it's called, um, but I played some two D Metroid-ish shooter a few years ago that was like I think on a humble bundle. Okay, and it starts off and you're sort of just like being attacked by like mutant uh, plants and like weird. <laughs> alien wolf monsters and stuff and you're sort of just like trying to escape and then in like the third level there's just aliens with like tribal masks and stuff and i was like oh, oh yeah no sure. i'm good oh, i'm good with this thanks uh nope yeah. goodbye yeah. and i just i stopped because i was like yeah i don't think so uh, quite as much for me no thank you I didn't realize how bad a taste. Y'all have played the first Uncharted. Have you all played the first Uncharted? I haven't I've, played any of them. I've played okay. all the main ones. All the Do y'all mind if I spoil one. the end of the first Uncharted for you? Go for it. So yeah. the whole game is um, Indiana Jones. Yeah. And then yeah. you go into a tomb, and then the, oh, suddenly the game turns into a zombie game for no reason. Um <sighs> And I didn't realize how bad of a taste that left in my mouth until like I got a couple of hours into the second one, and I was like, maybe I actually don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had I I had something just now, and it just fucking slipped out of my mind. Uh. So I I really liked Doom. Mm. Um, and then I realized that I was uh killing demons. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that like that was sad. The, yeah. Okay. Hey, this wow. is this. We'll we'll, wow. I, we'll circle back to this topic. Sorry. <laughs> Did you guys like look at any of the like preview footage from the Doom Doom Eternal? Yes. Fucking hellification process. Like uh-huh. fucking <laughs> like the Atlantic Ocean just has a goddamn like inverted pentagram burned into it, like the size of you a can, Dragon Ball Z spirit bomb crater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell that hell is on Earth now because it's red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that game. Anyway, that game looks good. <laughs> yeah, okay, the game looks good. Uh, shit, um, I know. Oh, God, I had something, and it's just like, mm. what was it? Um, where it was like a game that that made me want to walk away from it. Or at the uh, oh, 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 it? oh. Uh, it wasn't a game that I walked all the way from. Uh, it was a game where it was like the ending recontextualizes what that entire game is. Uh, I might just spoil it. It's a very short game, and it's fairly old at this point. It's um, hmm. stories untold. If you guys remember that. Mm. Oh, I liked that. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yes. Um, no, I mean, I liked that game. I am not sure I actually beat it. So oh, it's okay. okay. And it's okay if you spoil it because I'm probably never going to touch it again. But right. Yeah. This is Go the same it. game made by the uh, like last year. They made a game called Observation, which I also think has a rough yeah. uh, ending act. Like, I think it just becomes kind of a pain in the ass to play at a certain point. But this is less of a pain in the ass to play. And it's just more like, so the the thing with the stories untold is it is presented as just like, what if we try to like put production values into a uh, text adventure? Um, 
and it's presented as an anthology horror game with text adventure elements where you are in a house um, in going up to like the attic and typing on a computer and playing a text adventure game up there and then it's like a bunch of stuff, you know, weird, creepy stuff starts happening, and then it cuts forward to a bunch of different other settings where you are still typing into a computer in text adventure fashion. It was like one at like a research base, like a Area 51 style location. One is like set in like Antarctica, and it's like, oh, it, it's like heavily implied that giant monsters are like rising out of the ocean and taking over the planet, but you're in Antarctica, so you're just hearing about it on snippets of like you know, uh, dialogue. And it's actually like super cool. It's a super cool setup. It's a super cool presentation. And then the ending of it, like the final vignette just can't resist like trying to put a bow on everything and like try to make it make all make sense as like one continuous story. And what it turns out is that your character is that you are one character who is having dreams of these events in a coma because, Ah. because you are, uh, we're at a party at your parents' place uh, on, like, a graduation. Like, you had just graduated or your little sister had just graduated from college or one or the other. And there's this whole extended sequence where it, like, forces you to, like, relive the, the events of that night. And it's like, ah, you got, drunk, you got drunk and drove. And no matter which options you select, the game just always funnels you back into drinking and driving um, and crashing and killing your sister. And the game's just like, what a fucking piece of shit you are, am I right? Like, what a wow. monster. I can't believe you would do that, you, you monster. Like, in your coma or whatever, like, like the doctor in like the fake doctor in your coma is like talking to you and like calling you a piece of shit the whole time. And like, no matter what you do, you can't escape it. And it's just like, Hey, I thought it was a a shitty twist. I just, yeah. Cause that was a cool game. Yeah. Uh, I'm that's super disappointing. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I, 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 it's a shitty twist in the sense that like, I'm just not here for like, yep. We, it was an anthology thing, but it was all a dream and we couldn't just have an anthology horror thing because we needed to have some kind of like explanation for everything and like make it deep. Uh, and also I just like, didn't love the whole, like, wow, you're like, like the, the it's every video game does this to a certain degree, but like the whole, like you're the real monster. Like, wow, I can't believe you like killed your sister by getting into a car and driving drunk and like censoring it around this, like, you know, the guilt of your like shitty white male protagonist character and like, yeah. you know, calling them a piece of shit the whole time. It's just like, ah, boring. This yeah. was a, I'll be super brief. This is not the exact same thing, but it was something that made me almost stop playing a game. And it wasn't a bad thing. Like, it was cool that the game did this. This is not like... uh, But I remember the Blair Witch game that came out last fall. I played it. I wrote about it a bit. And there is a part, and I'll I'll make it vague, um, where you have a dog and your dog is in a lot of pain. Your dog is clearly hurt and you have to carry your dog who's, like, whimpering. Right. And I had my dog, like, on my lap Mm. during this. And I was, like, almost sobbing. I almost had to turn the game off just because it was, like... So intense. I, I just was not fucking expecting that, you know? Like, it, it, it was one of those things where a game went that far with something, which right. doesn't happen often. Like, you're so used to the... Like, the thing you're talking about, like, being such a corny fucking stupid twist or, or whatever, right? You know, just like, yeah, okay, I get it. But this was like, oh, no. Oh, you can't do crying doggies. Right. Fuck. You know? Right. Um, so this is not like a complaint, like, oh, this sucked and I had to turn the game off. But it was like a holy shit. They actually kind of went there and it goes on for a pretty long time. And like your character's trying to comfort the dog. like, Come on, buddy. It's going to be OK, buddy. And then like 
their voice starts to kind of give out like it's okay buddy it's really right. it's really heart-wrenching and, so. and, and that's an example of something too i feel like where basically any big budget video game not that stories i'm told is particularly big budget it's like a seven dollar indie game but like <laughs> drama in so many video games is girl die you know, yep. it's like it's it's yeah. The Last of Us. It's fucking God of War. It's, it's like yeah, every other game. <laughs> yeah. Basically, any third person video game made in the last like 10 years is that. Um, so like the, the idea that they like would like 40 like. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Fair enough. Uh, fair fucking enough. I feel like there is like I feel like in the last 10 years, what we've approached is like a lot of people like instead of like presenting it as like the Marion gets punched by a Bobo at the, or Machine Gun Willie at the beginning of Double Dragon. And right. it's like, you got to go rescue her. Now it's like, no, but we're going to Marion got shot by machine gun Willie, but we're going to take it very fucking seriously because we're serious art. Welcome to the last of us part two. Uh, You know, like, I don't know. That's kind of honestly, it's getting to a point now where certain things like that. I tweeted about this recently, where it's like, it's not so much that like things turn to ash in my hands necessarily, but there is a, and this is like going to sound so fucking over the top for what it is, but I, I was flipping through like a, a image comic book that I've kind of wanted to uh, check out for a little while now called Descender by Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire, can never know how to pronounce his name, but like robots and stuff like that. It's like something I've kind of kept my eye on every once in a while. And I was like, uh, my brother had a copy of like volume four or whatever. And I like flipped through it or whatever. And I saw that like the uh, main character of it, um, th- there's like a whole romantic subplot or whatever. And I was like, for a, a hot second, I was like, oh, wait, it, the art style was like impressionistic enough where I was just like, oh, is this like a queer love story with this like main character robot uh, person? And then it turned out it was not that. It was just like, it's just a hetero romance. And I was like, you know, maybe I just don't need to read this. Maybe I could just go read something else. Like it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like, there are things where it's just like, they are in everything. And it's like, like on on their face, they shouldn't be enough to just like, well, obviously like heterosexual romance in, in fiction is like, a thing like, like, you know, pervasive and it's, it's all over the place, but it's just like, I am way more drawn into things that like are not that, or if they or just issue it all together, as opposed if they're not going to have a romance at all, um, I would prefer it to be queer, uh, or yeah. you know, or at least have one a queer romance in there, um, in at the forefront. Uh, and it's just yeah, I don't know. I'm getting to a point now where it's just like there's so much media that I can choose from that I <laughs> will make those incredibly arbitrary cuts from my backlog. Yeah, that's fair. And it's just like, all right, there's 22 other things to play and they won't make me feel like a piece of shit. Let's do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do we want to wrap it up from there? Yeah, I do want to. I do really very quickly uh, mention that we are looking to hire a, mm. s- an intern mm-hmm. um, for the summer of 2020, which is this year. Right. Um, there is a post up on the site um, called Fanbite is looking for a paid summer intern. Um, I'll, you, there's a lot of more, a lot more information in there, but just the really quick stuff, you have to be currently enrolled, uh, at a college or university. Um, you will get paid regardless of whether or not you want to. So sorry. <laughs> um, and we can also give you college credit. You'll get $16 and 50 cents an hour. It's a 40 hour a week position, um, nice. at the LA office. Um, if you have any questions, you can get into contact with me. Uh, by emailing me uh, at nikki at fanbyte.com or by 
getting into contact with me on Twitter at Godzilla. Yeah. Um, and I'm here to answer anything. I know I this the internship is like kind of my baby a little bit only because I know I am so fresh off of doing this shit myself. Right. And I know how frustrating and complicated the whole fucking process is and how yeah. energy draining it can be. Uh, and I would like to make it the exact opposite of that because these experiences should be enriching and not anxiety inducing. Um, so yeah, there's a post up on the site and uh, you can find it on Twitter. Um, but if you have any questions, just find me on the internet and I will help you. Yes. Please, thanks for taking a lot of that on. Yes. That's uh that's super, super rad. Yeah. Also, I've never lived in California before, so maybe this is, totally normal or whatever but 1650 to me if i would at that age 1650 an hour would have been a lot of money to me yeah it's uh it's pr- listen i did some i did some pushing okay nice <laughs> hey, fantastic. also thank you for that because that's yeah that's fucking awesome yeah, yeah like i don't know like it as for as much as like the label intern means one thing like i don't know we're a small enough team that this whoever we end up hiring isn't gonna not do stuff. Right. Right? Like, in an ideal situation. So you should, yeah, and like, I don't know, like, you should be compensated for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you should also, like, it's your summer. So, like, to, to volunteer your summer in between, like, your junior and senior year or whatever, your final summer before you actually hit the road like act and actually start working i would like it if you could like have money to like go out to drinks or whatever and like not feel shitty about it right yeah. so yeah. It, yeah there's there's getting paid for your work and there's also like being able to literally make a living off of your work yeah you know, for a, exactly you know, as long as it lasts it's an internship it's not like a full-time you know long-term position or anything like that but still yeah um anyway. Yeah, one of the other places you can uh, reach us is at Fanbyte Media on Twitter. I should stress that it is at Fanbyte Media and not at Fanbyte because I did Google uh, <laughs> or I did search for at Fanbyte to see how many people were messaging us at that uh, thing that we do not have. And it is a lot of you. <laughs> and so please, <laughs> please do know, tell your friends it's at Fanbyte Media, at least for the foreseeable future, uh, to get uh, in contact with us over some of that stuff if you don't want to reach out to Nikki directly for whatever weird reason. Um, you can also, like I said earlier, you can, uh, send us emails at podcast singular at fanbite.com. You can find, uh, Merit on Twitter. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh-huh. At Merit K. All right. F- fantastic. Uh, you can find just, it. De- I, I just like to create a little suspense. Oh. Yeah, I love waiting. That's the oh, good. Mystery. That's the good thing about Twitter is right. that it's a mysterious place where no one's quite sure who anybody is. <laughs> yeah. Well, the rate that people change their avatars and their usernames, just yeah. have your first name be either in your at or your user or like your display name, please. I'm yeah. begging you. Just let me be able to find you when I need to at you, because I don't. It's hard. Please. I- I should I should change my avatar. Order. Like we just need we need order. You know, <laughs> we need to take a stand against entropy somewhere, and this is where I'm going to do it. Yeah, this is where we start our fight against the pale. And that means you should not name yourself entropy. Use a first <laughs> name, please. Yeah, your 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 big spooky Halloween name, and your name is Anna, and you name yourself entropy instead. And en- entropy, entropy. I get it. Yeah, I'm. I don't at all. <laughs> That means nothing to me. I don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. Uh, Danielle, where can people find you on Twitter? 
Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Danielle R-I-D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-R-I. Nikki, did you want to say yours one more time? Yeah, uh, at Godsua, G-O-D-S-E-W-A, or Nikki at fanbite.com is my email address. Fantastic. And you can go to fanbite.com just in general to read all of our fantastic stuff. You can also tune in later this week for You Love to See It, uh, our movie podcast, uh, movie and TV podcast, as it is officially now yes. a movie and TV podcast. Yeah, screen-based media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're really big into <laughs> screen-based media right now. I, uh, you know, it's we really uh, think it's the wave of the future. Uh, uh, that was Kermit. Kermit, are you over there? Oh, well, I don't know what you're talking screens. about, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good Kermit. So Merritt did a, a really good Yoda on the recent Papal Bull, and Stephen just did a really good Kermit, so that's nice. Yeah, uh, RIP to that one. That one guy, he just passed away recently. Frank Oz? Did, did he just pass away recently? Wait, Frank Oz? No, Frank Oz is still kicking. You're thinking he of was, the, he the was puppeteer? Oh. You're oh, yeah, he was in... Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yep. I am all over the place oh, right now. I you, got you, so scared. If you want oh. that kind of uh, terrifying insight into an alternate universe of fear, <laughs> you can follow me on at Stephen Strum at uh, Twitter, where I tweet things like, boy, I don't know if I want to read Batman because he's not gay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's about it for us this week. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday with another episode of Fan With. We'll probably be back with even more stuff later this week. Who could say? Nobody knows. <laughs> In the meantime, who wants to close us out? I will. Okay. Um, work for us. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yes, our, our fa- famous slogan, work for us, thanks. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.